0: Hello, friends. What the fuck's going on? Is this another podcast in the same day? Yeah, that's right. Working hard. Not really, but doing it. Yeah, making it happen. <laughs> this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace, can't talk about it enough. Talk about it sometimes on podcasts where it's not even a sponsor because it's an awesome Solution. If you need a website, if you go to thefighterandthekid.com, dot com, com tfatk, that's how that's like like the abbreviation, tfatk.com, com. That's Squarespace site. Uh, Doug Stanhope com. That's a Squarespace site. Squarespace is a new way. Not a new way. It's been around for a few years. But in terms of like the history of the internet, it used to be incredibly difficult to make your own website. Now it's ridiculously easy. Ridiculously easy to use Squarespace and make an awesome professional website that works on every platform. And it's easy to use. It's a simple drag and drop user interface. Simple, easy to use, beautiful templates. Each website comes with a free online store. You get a free domain name if you sign up for a year. It's a fucking great service. I can't say enough about Squarespace. And You don't have to even use a credit card to try it out. You don't have to, like, pay money to try it. They'll let you try it for free because they're so confident in what you can create. And then once you try it and you go, oh, my God, what an amazing website I just made in an hour. I got to use Squarespace. Okay, if that's the case, then go to squarespace.com forward slash Joe. Try it out for free. It's fucking awesome. It'll work on everything. It's great. Your solution is here. Like if you need a website, look no further. Squarespace.com forward slash Joe. Start your free trial. You fuckers. <gasps> We're also brought to you by, by my all-time favorite underwear, Me Undies. I'm wearing them right now. Again, I've talked. This is another thing that we talked about on the Brendan Chobb and Brian Callen podcast. Organically. Um, just because it's an awesome product, I love when there's a product that I'm sponsoring or that, that's sponsoring the podcast that I 100% believe in. Me Undies make some fucking awesome underwear. They send them to you in the mail. They just sent me some new hippie underwear, young Jamie. They sent me some tie-dyed underwear, like I'm some goddamn Grateful Dead fan, some freak out there with the tie-dye. Mm. Me Undies has fantastic underwear that are made from sustainably sourced mold all it's a fabric that's twice as soft as cotton and it's from some fucking fiber some stupid plant <laughs> but they're awesome it wicks it wicks like moisture away from your genitalia they have awesome styles dozens of different styles limited edition prints um, they send me the limited edition ones uh, all the time in the mail and if you're one of those fucking weirdos that likes to wear the same underwear as your girlfriend Uh, You can or boyfriend as it were you can match you can match each other. That's kind of cute. Why not? Fuck it. Who gives a shit? Don't don't listen to me. I'm mocking you and your underwear choice Maybe you're madly in love and I'm some piece of shit that's having you doubt your love because you like to wear the same kind of underwear together You think it's cute. Go for it. Who gives a fuck? Shipping is free in the United States and Canada and you can save up to eight dollars a pair with the me undie subscription plan get the subscription or a single pair, and get 20% off your first order when you go to meundies.com forward slash Rogan. Meundies.com forward slash Rogan for 20% off your first order of my all-time favorite underwear. There is not a single underwear that I like as much as these. That's a fucking fact. Meundies.com forward slash Rogan. We're also brought to you each and every episode by Onnit.com go to onnit use the code word rogan and you will save 10% off any and all supplements onnit is a total human optimization site and what we are trying to provide at onnit are all the tools um the, the supplements and the inspiration to get it all together and that's a big part it's a big part of what this is um this company is all about is just trying to give you motivation and energy to get your shit going and that's a lot of what success in life is it's mo- it's momentum once you get things going good like oh my god I've been three days I haven't had sugar or two days in a row I've worked out I'm gonna keep it going. It's all about keeping momentum going in this life and then seeking out inspiration that allows you to fuel that momentum. And that is a big part of Onnit. If you go to the Onnit Academy link um, and click on that at Onnit, you will be directed to a part of the website that is filled with inspiration, like finding workout motivation, how to stop saying no to your goals. These kind of motivational articles like Steve Cam's article... These are fucking very important because they can give you the tools that when you're thinking about not doing something, you think about quitting or half-assing something, it could fire you up, change your point of view, change your perspective, and that can equal results. And those results can equal momentum, and that momentum can carry you to more and more results, and it changes your entire fucking life. It really can do that write your shit down. Go to the Onnit link. Write down your goals. Um, Click on the Onnit link. And if you're in Austin, Texas, visit the actual Onnit Academy. It's a fucking amazing state-of-the-art gym, world-class instructors, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu from 10th Planet. So 10th Planet jiu-jitsu is in Austin, Texas. And if you need a gym, that's your spot. Use the code word ROGAN, save 10% off any and all supplements. Kapow. My guest today, is a, a great guy, a hilarious stand-up comedian. He's um, a very diverse and interesting and complex character. He is the great Bobcat Goldthwait. and um, he's a cool dude. Love him. Love him to death. And he's just come back from some fucking Bigfoot convention. And when he told me he was there, he he put up some some pictures on Instagram, and I sent him a text like, what the fuck are you doing at a Bigfoot convention? And he's like, I'm having a time in my life. And I said, you got to tell me about it. So... He came by, and uh, we we had a great talk. So give it up for Bobcat Goldway. Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. (laughs) We're live. Bobcat Goldthwait, what the fuck are you doing going to a Bigfoot convention and then a Mothman convention? Well, no, not Mothman. You're a convention. smart guy. You're a grown man. <laughs> I, uh, I I just went to see where the Mothman was or had oh, been. Oh, there wasn't a Mothman convention. No,
1: because I was uh, about uh, at the I was in the at the Ohio Bigfoot conference, which was less than two hours away from uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, where the Mothman appeared. Uh, and, uh, when I was talking with, uh, some of this, you know, Bigfoot researchers, I said,
0: do you uh, do that with air quotes when you say that?
1: Uh, the researchers, <laughs> I was talking to him and I said, Hey, you know, we're really close to, uh, where the Mothman was. And they're like, well, the Mothman is not real.
0: so do they know how silly that is
1: so uh no well some did you know that's the Mm -hmm. thing there's different categories of of uh, bigfoot uh people there's people who are self-aware there's people who 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 seem pretty regular and you know that's the thing you go to these convention and and um you have this idea of what a person is who believes that there's an 800-pound wood ape out there. And then um, when you get to know them, you realize that um, they're really fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, but there is that. There, there is There's a lot there, of that. There's a lot of that. But I, I have to say, uh, I, I, I love them. I had a great time. Uh, and uh, it was really fun. It was great.
0: I've had some people that I talked to. What was the uh, professor from... Uh Meldrum? Yes. Professor Meldrum, mm-hmm. who's a really interesting guy. Sure, who, sure. Who is, do you know who he is? He's yeah. a pretty prominent yeah. guy in the Bigfoot community, who's a very rational, reasonable yeah. person.
1: And I he bet's. told me he
0: would cut his pinky off to know the truth. Oh, whole pinky. And you said, you know what? <laughs> I, I can do it. <laughs> I'll do it with an arrow. <laughs>
1: I'm more fascinated about about. I mean, I'm sure your listeners are more, you know, over it. But it, about you going out and hunting a bear with an yeah, animal.
0: what's inter- eating them is really interesting. What kind of what is it? What does they, it taste like? They taste really good. Like like a like I, the way I describe it is like a deer fucked a pig. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's thinking, kind of almost That's
1: taking a, a, the uh uh, tofurkey, uh or, <laughs> or a, to a new level but I uh you know my brother uh, uh he, was, he passed away my brother was uh a, 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 a I, I'm going to say a hunter but he was actually a poacher my brother oh, really? yeah there when he passed away uh people said hey can um can I have your doe permit and I was like what he's like he, my brother had been getting a dope permit in my name for like 20 years <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah yeah he had all these forged dope permits he shot animals all year long he didn't really the game warden would bust into his home with uh bolt cut you know lock cutters and uh crack open his freezer and there'd be all this <laughs> game out of season oh man he uh yeah but you know he ate it right but he uh yeah. Yeah, just he just didn't abide by the rules. Well, no, no, he did not abide no. by anyone's rules. His, his funeral was, uh, it was awesome and eclectic, but there's two things. Someone should have given me a heads up. Well, first of all, the, a couple of the pallbearers were in camo. Really? Yeah, so he yeah. Like a serious hunter. Oh, hunter, biker. Where'd he live? Uh central New York and Syracuse and then Rome and, and around. But you know, I've... I love my brother, but he was wild. And and then the other thing they probably should have given me a heads up that his friend uh little Ricky <laughs> was one of the pallbearers. Yeah, he was uh uh It's like, I don't want to use the word. I was going to say, he was like a munchkin. Good save. I didn't want to use the other M word. I mean, he wasn't, you know. He was a tiny person. He was a little person. He wasn't a dwarf, but because, you know, he was regular size, almost, I don't know. He was tiny. Right. But he didn't look, you know what I mean. I get it. But nobody said Ricky was going to be a pallbearer or give me a heads up. So I looked down the end of the church. He's in the middle on one side of the casket. In the middle? Yeah. And I said to my daughter, I go, looks like Ricky's riding a subway. (laughs) And my daughter's like, I think he just got air. (laughs) And so the priest is going on about how my brother Tommy loved the outdoors and he loved animals. And then I went on after the priest. I go, Father, I don't want to be, you know, impolite, but my my brother liked to kill animals. I said, There's a lot of deer right now in the woods going, whoo! <laughs>
0: <laughs> whoo! <laughs> so, uh, upstate New York's a very deer rich place. People yeah. don't have a lot of tolerance to those animals. A lot, of, yeah. well, a lot of car accidents.
1: Well, there's a lot, and there's more now than when, when I was yeah. a kid. But when, uh, you know, Tony V. Boston, can sure. you, So, yeah, yeah. Tony, I, I went out to visit my brother. I'd given him some money to buy some windows for his house. It's a long story. But he lived. this is when he's really out in the woods. And uh we pull up to his yard and there's just um there's just corn growing like there's no rose. It's his whole front and backyard of corn, like there's like psycho corn. There's no rose or anything. Right. And uh and Tony didn't know my brother and he comes out and he goes, Hey, what's what's up with the corn? He's like, Uh, it's for the deer, Bobby, you know. He's like, uh, And Tony's like, oh, you help him through the winter? He's like, no, I'm going to blast him. (laughs) So my brother (laughs) essentially made his home into a deer Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so fucked up.
1: And and I go, I'm in the bathroom, and the new window is cracked. And I go, Tommy, what happened to this new window? He goes, yeah, Bob, you had a little problem with recoil. So my brother (laughs) (laughs) would sit on the toilet and shoot deer. (laughs) Swear to God, swear to God. (laughs) I'm sure he was probably burning one too. You <laughs> Shoot know, says, out the
0: window. Yeah, yeah, a yeah, shit? yeah taking
1: a shit. <laughs> you want to go hunting? Yeah, meet me in the kitchen. You know, <laughs> and then, then one time, him and his friends. Oh my god! Him and his friends got really high, and <laughs> they, uh, they just turned this. Uh, uh, station wagon into a convertible with their heliar <laughs> torches and then they would use that that was their that, that was, was their
0: hunting mobile yeah that was they their coon car.
1: The They're driving through the field and shoot out of it.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Oh so I brought
1: this part of the story. No. So 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 Tony V's going, Your brother's certified but like he's never <laughs> been around my brother. So so he goes, so Tony Tony and I get back in the car, and we're heading to the car, and uh, Tony sees this woodchuck across the street, and Tony goes, what is that? And my brother goes, it's a chucky, it's a woodchuck, and then then we're not even down the end of the driveway, and we're, blam! And Tony's going, I just fingered that woodchuck. I go, yeah, man, that woodchuck's dead. (laughs) You dropped a dime on that woodchuck. You fingered that woodchuck. That woodchuck, uh, his his uh, family's gonna go, Papa? <laughs> Papa? <laughs> Coming to the door? Oh my yeah, my brother, uh, uh, oh. you know, uh, God rest his soul. He was a, a wild man. A what wild What did he do for man. a living? He was a sheet metal worker and, uh, you know, he, he rode bikes for a long time. He was always a uh, uh, you know. There was always our home when I was a kid was like you know the movie Mask. You know, it was just always bikes and, and, and motor clubs would come over the house and keg parties and stuff like
0: that. Whoa.
1: Yeah, yeah. It helped me <laughs> to go to the Bigfoot conference. No, no. Yeah. So that's what I grew up with. You know, guys named like Low Life and all these guys. And my mother was great because they would come and you know, uh, uh, my mother was sweet because she would know the, only know their you know. Their biker names? Yeah, yeah. And so, it'd be just, you know, it would be like... Hello, shithead. Yeah, exactly. It would be like <laughs> like low life showed up with a shirt that said, Harley's the best, fuck the rest. And he's like, uh. life, not in my house. Turn the- <laughs> and so- Sorry, Mr. G. And they had to turn the shirt on, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. So I grew up with bikers, and it wasn't until later on I realized, oh, you know, some bikers aren't rad. You know what I mean? Like, you know... Oh, I see. Do you know what I mean? Like if I saw him, I go, like, "Hey, how are you?" Like they're
0: nice guys. So you associate to me, they're always nice. Yeah, being like cool, fun guys. Yeah.
1: And my brother had a lot of clout in that world, so yeah. So everyone was cool. But then later on, I was like, "Oh, some of these guys aren't so awesome." But so basically, bikers are like bears at the dump. Like they look cool, but stay in the car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or in your case, I had an idea that I forgot. I know, and you're not going to go with it, but it reminded me of uh, I I was. Because I was reading people's tweets and they're asking what am I up to next, you know, for the next movie. But there was a movie I wrote that I even thought of you, but I know you don't act and everything.
0: It and I don't came even up on it.
1: I, yeah, you won't do it. But I. <clears throat> what is it? You won't do it. I won't do it. Well, I don't know, I, but it's.
0: It's I, about an alcoholic clown.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> it's a gay Billy Jack movie, like because I love Billy Jack. <laughs> Come on, man!
0: <laughs> Come
1: on, man! This would be perfect for you.
0: Do I have to fuck anybody? Uh, well, it's implied. <laughs> it's implied. Well, yeah, there's, well, it's
1: all tasteful, but it's like um, <laughs> from the guy who shot a baby on camera in a movie. It's all tasteful. <laughs> so um, no, it's um, uh, I was I was married at the time, and I said to my wife, "I go, I'm tired of being broke. I'm going to write a genre picture. I love Billy Jack movies when I was a kid." Uh, so I started writing it. and I was about forty pages in, and she's like, uh, "How's it going?" I'm like, "Well, uh, he's gay now." <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, "So I'm just gonna keep renting. We're not gonna get a home." I go, oh. "Yeah, pretty much." So uh, and uh, and I and I was talking to Gus Van Sant. I said, "I want to write a, a, an action film. You know, like if you were a thirteen year old gay boy, it'd be the coolest movie you saw besides the 300. You know, and, uh, <laughs> and, and so 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 he's. It's just classic Billy Jack, you know. He goes into the bar. And he's trying to have a drink. Redneck town. And he's like, "Hey, fag." He's like, "I'm gonna have to ask you to stop using that word." <laughs> he's like, "Oh God." He's like, "What are you gonna do?" Well. I'm going to shatter his kneecap. I'm gonna oh, <laughs> Billy your, Jack yeah, yeah, the whole thing. And I'm going to I'm gonna shatter your windpipe. Or, you know, it goes through right. the whole list. And you want to know something? There's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. And then it says, and he does. And oh. then he goes back to, he kicks ass, goes back to the bar, finishes that drink that he was trying to drink, and he puts it down. And he says to the bartender, is there a decent man, is there a decent place for a man to stay in this town? And then. It cuts and he's in bed with that dude.
0: Oh, God. Come on, Joe. (laughs) Joe. come on joe i don't even get done <laughs> moaning <laughs> come on come on reinvent well i mean look at brokeback mountain i mean it was yeah. essentially like a cowboy romance yeah, movie yeah, yeah. with a twist i mean it had all the elements of like a regular cowboy romance yeah
1: and i wanted this to be like to me the political yeah. political. yeah right well, it was triumph i didn't even know
0: he had a triumph
1: yeah well he um, but i was thinking about jacket. do you remember
0: uh like jay leno do you remember that? that's <laughs> a jacket jay leno would wear <laughs>
1: Yeah. When I see it's when I think what you do to this beautiful flower, <laughs> it makes me
0: wanna go nuts. Two dudes walk into a bar. They buy it. <laughs> and
1: so uh but I, I, I wanted him to have the bike that uh you remember then came Bronson? You're younger than me, you wouldn't remember. That. Then came Bronson. Yeah, he was badass. He he uh he uh was kind of the forerunner to uh to, to Billy Jack. It was a TV show. And uh yeah, he, he uh there you go. He was uh, a reporter that got fed up and then he just drove around and uh, really, yeah, what, and kicked what, ass. What was this? See, I'm gonna have the triangle, but it's not gonna Ooh. be the yeah, it's not gonna be that. <laughs>
0: That's a sweet bike,
1: yeah, right? Isn't that rad?
0: Oh, yeah,
1: but I'm just gonna have a
0: pink, <clears throat> but he's got the Illuminati on his bike. I know
1: he's got the Illuminati, I'm just gonna have a pink triangle
0: instead Fucking of the Illuminati. Illuminati.
1: Look at that, yeah, but he was bad um my brother was really into the thing, Kim branson i
0: love motorcycles i'm just scared of crashing
1: yeah well you can't well i mean you can't have them here but it's, it's so dangerous yeah yeah i know if
0: i live somewhere like real quiet i would sure, seriously man. consider getting one yeah I think like it would be uh, awesome and that's like
1: yeah and growing up in central new york you could do that but not here or my daughter wouldn't allow me to do that she would I, she just made it really clear yeah
0: <laughs> they're just so much fun but it's just it doesn't seem worth the risk yeah it's bad here yeah so you so you had a maniac brother that's it's so that's a lot of people's perception of hunters is that hunters are crazy people that just like well my brother was just outside i mean yeah there are a lot of people like that though that are hunters but one of the things that hunters want to deny
1: but my brother also still had his ethics like he ate what he killed Oh, and, good. and he sold, I mean, he, you know, he was a trapper. He He, he just didn't like the man, you know. Okay, I get it. Yeah. There was one time where he was eluding the warden, and, and um, uh, it's just... It's just all the story. So they, they took off on a lake, which wasn't thawed. I mean, it wasn't. So they lost oh no. they lost their car. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They drove on a
1: lake yeah, that wasn't yeah. thawed? He oh, once Christ. took acid and uh, went uh, f- uh, fishing in the swan pond because <laughs> they had these big carp in there. <laughs> so he's... Tripping balls, <laughs> fishing. It was like a public pond or something. Yeah, yeah, like that? Oh, like yeah. yeah. It's like where you'd go. Yeah, take your family. Yeah. The, so in the middle throw of the night. Bread out for the. Yeah, I remember carpet. once. Uh, oh, what was that guy's name? Big Mitch. We, we it, my, I went to an Almond Brothers concert when I was like twelve. Whoa. And Mitch had been the nom, and he was tripping, and he 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 was totally. We he was seeing Charlie in the parking lot while he's driving the car. <laughs> oh Jesus <laughs> Christ!
0: Oh my God!
1: Yeah. So that oh. was
0: my upbringing. Wow. So we got on this from hunters.
1: Um, yeah, but there is a. I'm. You know, it's funny. I'm. I'm vegan, but I. I have more respect for people that actually kill the animal. Would because, you eat um, eggs? No, no, I'm not anymore. I mean, I did for a long time, but I'm not like uh, opposed to other people doing it. And I actually I'm not trying to kiss your ass. I have respect for people that kill it because then they're not removed from it. You know what I mean? There's this weird thing when you just, you know,
0: that that's the weird part to me. Well, it's it's a well, it's dark because you don't know where it came from. So that sort of it reduces your responsibility and you don't really have to look into where the meat yeah. came from and then that's where factory farming comes from yeah. because we're we're sort of ignorant to
1: and, and, and I grew
0: up eating game you know yeah. venison and all well, there's seven people in the family so why, why wouldn't you eat eggs cuz you don't like the idea of chickens in captivity or you don't want them for health reasons i like,
1: just uh, i just stopped eating them and uh, it, you know i had a heart attack a little bit a while ago and and part of it's funny when i got off of that stuff uh, everything my heart's in great shape which when i had the heart attack i knew i wasn't dying and i truly it just recently dawned on me i was thinking about it the my my thoughts weren't like oh i'm gonna die I, my thought was i'm gonna have to lose weight <laughs> i was really angry i'm gonna have to work out i was like <sighs> furious over that idea that's fine i, I mean i've been talking about this on stage but it's true one of uh Like after a few weeks of walking an hour after dinner, I was I was like I don't care, you know. But but a cat was missing in the neighborhood, and that would motivate me to walk. Oh, to look for the cat! I was gonna find it. But there's no missing cats. Yeah, I know it's coyotes. Yeah. But I found a cat that I thought was the cat, and then I carried it about maybe a quarter of a mile back to the telephone pole it was the wrong cat yeah and i stole a cat this is all true <laughs> did you bring so, it back yeah good yeah, yeah i love animals so i so I, I brought it to the house where i thought it lived at and then i knock on this woman's <laughs> door and i did and then she opened the door and the cat ran in i swear to god and then the woman goes <laughs> she looks left and right she goes huh uh, and goes in like oh i guess the cat's knocking on the door now
0: and How then bizarre. Like she just, didn't know you were there.
1: No, because I didn't want to go. Hey, I think I stole
0: your cat. So she just thought the fucking cat knocked on I the door. I call bullshit because they, <laughs> they have furry little knuckles. <laughs> she wouldn't hear it. Well, when I let my cat out, he will meow. Because I don't let him out for long periods of time, yeah. but I'll let him out during the day if he wants to wander around the yard. Because he'll just hang around the and yard. Just, yeah. But I worry about hawks. Hawks or yeah. rebels. I, at we have, night. Coyote in, um, we in have our coyotes back, in my backyard, and yeah. I live in Silver
1: Lake. You yeah, know, coyotes so. are everywhere. Yeah.
0: They're, they're all throughout the entire 50 states. Now. Yeah. If there's if you're interested in the, uh, the history of the coyote, there's an amazing um, podcast called Meat Eater. It's by this guy, Steve Rinella. Mm-hmm. And he interviews this guy, Dan Flores, who's a historian, mm-hmm. a wildlife historian. He's a professor. And he uh, wrote a book recently on coyotes. Coyotes were originally um, only Western animals. And they used to call them prairie wolves that's what they used to call them. They're actually a type of wolf. It's a small wolf. Wow. And when people started hunting coyotes and killing coyotes and then reintroducing gray wolves into like Yellowstone Park and all sorts of areas in Idaho and North America, that's when the coyotes spread across the entire range of the continental United States. Now there's coyotes in every yeah. city in the country. Yeah,
1: there's coyotes in the Adirondacks in New York now, Yeah, when you which kill they them, weren't... they
0: have more babies. This is what's crazy. Like when you hear coyotes screaming at night, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what they're doing is like roll call apparently. This is all according to this Dan Flores guy. And they call out and when there's less response, like when one of them's missing, (laughs) it triggers a response in the female to have larger litters. Wow. Significantly larger. So it's like that crying is the equivalent of, Bueller! Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So they had apparently a, a number of coyotes... That they had estimated in Yellowstone, then they brought in the gray wolves and the gray wolves are different than red wolves and a couple other wolves that are pretty much that stayed in steady uh, population numbers in North America. Well, when the gray wolves came back in North America, they didn't treat coyotes like like friends. They killed them. And so when they started killing them, as opposed to interbreeding with them, like you've heard of a koi wolf, do you yeah, know what yeah, that yeah. is? That's a big thing yeah. on the East Coast, which mostly red wolves and coyotes are breeding. They're creating a larger, smarter coyote. And it's because coyotes really are wolves. So when they uh, started doing this, they killed 50% of the coyotes. The coyote population dropped down to 50%. But then, because they have larger litters when one of them gets killed, now it's ramped up in 20 years, higher than it was before the reintroduction of the wolves. Well... <clears throat> Um, You're a survivor, man. Yeah.
1: And I have to say, I mean, they're they're creepy uh, uh, when you see them. The way they oh, yeah. move, they. I've seen one. I saw one scale a wall, like just climb over
0: it. You one know. killed one of my chickens. I yeah. saw it run yeah. over a wall with my chicken, six foot wall, yeah. and they climbed.
1: Over, over, like over it. it was nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Like, like uh, <coughs> it's like human in the way it walks. They're
0: and, super intelligent.
1: Yeah, like, but I have to say, I, as scary as they are and all that, I, there's a part of me that goes, "Sorry, man, I know I'm in your yard." You know, what I mean, I, I, I. I I I realize that, you know, I'm the intruder, you know. Not really. Really? No, No. You don't really. feel
0: that about coyotes? No, no, because, th- look, they go where the food is, we go where right. the food is, we're all sharing this space together. Okay. It's not theirs, it's not ours. It's but just weird, it's though. Weird. I mean, it's you weird. see
1: this, you say it's a wolf, I see a wolf in my backyard. Yeah? yeah.
0: But they, they hang around where people are. Yeah. Right? Is that they, why? Because we, yeah, we're where the food pets. is. Yeah. yeah. We're where the food is, we're yeah. also where the rodents are, because we yeah. have a lot of trash. Yeah. But they're, they're really important, because they kill off all the rats. That's really important. Yeah. They kill the rats, they kill Rabbits—they kill a lot of things that would get out of hand, right? Uh, population-wise, if it wasn't for them.
1: Well, I, uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> let I don't let Anderson Cooper out, or yeah, or can. Alice Cooper.
0: Those are my cats. Yeah, not during the day for sure. Not,
1: I just, uh, or not I, at night, excuse me. Yeah, I'm not gonna let them out. You just don't do it at all. Nah, nah. Yeah. You know,
0: I, I think, That's oh, <laughs> That
1: actually reminds me of a story. Well, I don't know if I want to tell that story. I was gonna tell. <clears throat> I, a, a woman left a, a whip at my house. A whip? Like, yeah. Whip it good? Yeah, do, 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 and, do, do. And, and, and and I have to say that, like, I wasn't, like, I don't think I'm a prude, but, and she's a very sweet person, but she was like, I know where she was going, obviously. Yeah. She and, comes over with a whip. Well, she surprised me with it, <laughs> and she's, oh, yeah, I don't know I was like, I don't, I you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's not I, my thing. Either. I don't have any crops, but um, <laughs> no, so I don't. So here's the thing: like, I I I make this joke, but it's true. I retired from acting the same time people stopped hiring me. But no, I really don't like to act. I'm I understand how you it, it's it's it, it's I don't like it.
0: I don't like it either. And
1: no one believes you when you say that. Yeah,
0: they think you're just... they think you're yeah, lying. Yeah, and
1: they think I'm lying. I yeah. love directing. I love writing. I love being behind the scenes. I love making stuff. I like doing stand-up, but I, acting's hard. Back in the day when, you know, when I was in movies going, ah! I mean, that wasn't acting, you know, if I forgot a line. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's go, you know. So I don't know if that was acting, but, but she was like uh, this. So when she said, she said, I like to be dominated, so that meant now um, I have an acting part, you know oh. You know what I mean? I like to be dominated. <laughs> I'm like, line... Line, I'm sorry, I'm not off book, you know. Oh God! And this sounds very uh, almost borscht belt, but I did say that she goes, she goes, I've been a bad girl, and I, I I said, um, well, we're all flawed. (laughs) I really said that, like that's
0: like a Woody uh, Allen movie. Yeah, yeah, I I,
1: I did say that, and then we laughed, and I would just (laughs) rather uh, let's let's have sex. Let's not. uh, I don't want to. Yeah, I'm that way
0: too. I'm not into choking anybody. Any... Well, with you, that would. <laughs> I just, I, mean, I, I just don't. But I mean, it takes on a whole other level. <laughs> you know, I mean, yes. I guess, you... I, be, I just. I, but I'm, I just. I don't get the connection. I mean, I get where someone could get the connection. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine, um, my friend Chris Ryan, who wrote this book, uh, Sex at Dawn. He's a professor, a PhD, and he's a really interesting guy. And he was talking about where people get fetishes from, and that when you're sort of imprinted at a young age. As you're going through puberty, sometimes very odd things will happen, and those things will happen. You'll connect those things because they happened with you sexually, and they sort of imprint in your system. And he used it as, a, uh, and as an example of how someone could get their dick sucked by a guy when they're like 13 or 14 and not even be gay, but really like getting your dick sucked by guys like you get turned on by like guys sucking guys dicks or something like you can actually like imprint in your mind. But meanwhile, you're attracted to women, but you have this like weird kink for this one thing. It's very but, strange.
1: But give me an example of other ones. I mean that feet, the, feet
0: Yeah, like how does that fetishes. work? Why would you why would you get into feet? I don't know. Like somebody rubbed their feet on you like right before you had sex, like some girl rubbed her feet on your dick and was into it, you know, and just playing around that, and I mean that does It can happen. I mean, I'm sure anything can happen. Well that, obviously there's something's going on between like a a person like you or I who doesn't want to hit anybody with a whip and someone who's like really into it. Yeah. Also though, I mean yeah, there is something different. Something's happening.
1: But it's not like I'm like, oh, that's disgusting and weird. It just doesn't do anything right. for me. It's just me. not your thing. It's just weird. Yeah.
0: It's not it just takes me out of the game. Yeah. You well know? I don't I just I don't ever want to associate sex and violence together. I just don't think that's a good combination. In my right. my world, I don't right. like it. But I get it. Like, I I have a buddy of mine who him and his girlfriend, they put ball gags on each other and beat the shit out of each other. And they love each other. Yeah. They're great. I mean, they don't really, they don't come away marked or anything like that. Right. But there's some hair pulling and some smacking around. Well, but, but (laughs) you're,
1: but you're a fighter. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? So it's too, it's like, it's it's ruining something
0: you <laughs> you love yes uh, yeah i guess it's in that way it's two completely different things in your mind sorta of, but the way i look mm. at that i don't see like that's the kind of violence where it's like someone's like hit me i want you to hit me like right. that is not martial arts so like no. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying Yeah, no, like right, that's right, right. not, not even, it's not even right. remotely the same yeah, thing yeah, yeah. even if it's not even connected with sex I don't have anything to do with that like the idea of martial arts is someone doesn't want to be hit you're trying to hit them and it becomes this crazy game yeah. with extreme consequences extreme yeah. health consequences Th- there's nothing that's that's so different than holding someone down with a rape choke and just smacking them in the face over yeah. and over again until they start crying while you're fucking them like people are into weird shit like that. And I my brain doesn't understand those connections. But some people do, like that guy, the C B C radio host.
1: Right, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. In in Canada that had all these girls saying that he just was into beating them up. And he would say he wants to have rough sex and they thought, you know, hey, I'll be a little hair pulling right, he right, right. me. Spanking. And he's punching them in the face and Oof. shit. You know, I allegedly. I mean I don't know who's right. Apparently he won the trial, right? They dismissed yeah. the case. And so now they're going to retry him, I guess, under some other case or other people. Well, then, I mean, then, yeah. There was some lying, apparently, by the girls. And also, they had 5,000 text messages between the two of them going back and forth about the details of the case and what they should say and what they shouldn't say. So, obviously, there was some collusion. Obviously, there was some deception or allegedly some deception. But- but what the fuck is it? And this guy was, like, identified as a male feminist. He was like, right. Mr. Soft yeah, Mr. But, liberal, but that's, Mr. Public But that's video. Uh, actually... Uh, <clears throat> the I, crown dropped... Is this really recently? Yeah, six days ago. <clears throat> okay, so he signed a peace bond, and the crown drops a sexual assault case. What does that mean? Yeah, what is a peace bond? Some Canadian shit. <laughs> <laughs> what is a peace bond? Click on that. Common and right? critical, say, first highlighted up at the top. Yeah, there you go. What is a peace bond? They're fairly common in criminal cases, defense says, Boy, that poor guy lost like 10 years of his life through this whole thing. Peace bond isn't, usual, is, isn't unusual as a way to resolve a criminal case as a lawyer in the wake of the news that former CBC broadcaster John Gomeshi is expected to sign one to conclude his second sexual assault case. A source who did not want to be identified told CBC News that the case will not go to trial in June as previously scheduled. Instead, the charge is expected to be dealt with on Wednesday. The incident is alleged to have happened in 2008. counsel's, counsel's cases are resolved via peace bond. I don't know what the fuck that means. A resolution. What is a peace bond? I'll find Still out. not saying. I'll find out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. He's an odd dude, though. Because he was like Mister Mister Liberal, yeah, but that's Mr. that's soft. classic, yeah, right. Those that's guys, classic. That shit out of those, women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I'm
1: there's all there's those guys, those guys. But you know how many of those guys have rage issues, <laughs> right? Do You know what I mean? Right. That 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 real. There's oh, yeah. so many of mm-hmm. that yeah. folks like these uh, hippie
0: folks right and they have this rage Mm -hmm. and it's just really strange it is it's it yeah it's not well also I find that a lot of guys who identify as male feminists Mm -hmm. what happened for a lot of them is they're they're, they had rough childhoods and they were rejected by women. So they become this like savior of women from all these other assholeish men. Right. And so they become the guy that's different. But they're womanizers, yeah. Well, it's not even that they're womanizers. Well, what they are is they're just a guy. But right. they're a weak guy and they're suffering from the trauma of like... I have a friend – it's not a friend anymore, but I had a friend when I was younger who had he – was, he wasn't an attractive guy and he would have real issues with women not like him. He would get so upset. And he started over the course of the, the six to seven years that I knew him, he started associating women with pain. Like they would reject him, and they would be mean to him, and he was going to all the wrong places, like going to like you know hot spots and getting bottle service and you know oh. and, and that was the type of people he was yeah, attracting, yeah. and so they just wanted to ha- have his drinks and and not want to have sex with him and He would associate women with with pain and frustration and rejection, and so he started becoming this angry guy, and I watched this sort of metamorphosis. And I, and I and I was trying to analyze it like you know I was trying to do like the Louis Leakey anthropology thing and try to figure out what the fuck is causing this stress and pain and anger and it's just purely an association game. It's like how some people start looking at Hollywood like Hollywood's all bullshit, man. Right. I'm tired as fuck. Why? Well, because you keep going to auditions and they keep turning you down. Right. And so you just decide, well, fuck this place, man. This place is fake. Uh-huh. But meanwhile, if you got scooped up. When you're 20 years old and (laughs) lock it into the – yeah, yeah, you would love this place. You would be the guy at the red carpet. You would be like the toast of the town. You'd be so happy. And so I think a lot of these guys that identify as male feminists, I think they're just pussies. And what happened is when they were young, they got walked over. They got trampled. And they're trying to figure out what is the pattern of behavior that I have to follow – for me to separate myself from these men that have ruined these girls' lives, I know. I'll offer myself up as the solution. You know, as a feminist, I just feel like right. you've just really been fucked over. Well, but I mean,
1: <clears throat> there's a couple things. I run into the other guys who, uh, Crimmins has a term, uh, feminizers, who are, <laughs> who are acting all sensitive but still pulling mad wool. You know what There's I mean? There's a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I understand. Fate it's theory. like, yeah. you're the same guy. <laughs>
0: you're the same guy. You're the same You got a dude. different hustle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, the feminizers. Oh, yeah, man. And, uh, uh, but, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, feminists, it's, it's you know, basic human rights. I'm all for that.
0: Yeah, I, I, of course. I just, the but, problem is the, but the, the yeah. definition. And, is and,
1: and those guys who uh, uh, I question their integrity.
0: Yes. Well, men are mm-hmm. very difficult in that regard. It's very difficult while they're sexually viable, because they are looking for attention. They're trying to score, and when they're trying to score, they try any sort of combination <laughs> of words right. that might be possible. Like I met this one guy. He said he's a feminist, and then he told me he's polyamorous. Uh, I go, oh, you're a pussy <laughs> hound. Yeah, you're yeah, a yeah, pussy yeah. hound. Yeah. I just know. I just <laughs> I don't want to control my woman. I don't want to. Re- ah. res- I, I respect her pleasure, her right to seek pleasure. <laughs> Like, oh, you fucker. You fucker. I see what you're doing. <laughs> I respect her, man. man. I, uh,
1: yeah, I think, um, yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know. When, the uh, when... <laughs> First of all, when did men start becoming feminists? Was it Alan Alda? Did he pull that shit first? Uh, no, I think it's...
1: Uh, I think it's... <laughs> it, it, but, you know, uh, the early 70s, 60s, you they know. They start saying it? I mean, I'm sure, like, Warren Beatty was, even though, you was know... I, I guarantee you
0: he was. But he was such a pussy. How I know. How is that possible? I know. I guarantee you he was. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I, I think, you know, people don't like the term egalitarian. They think it's a cop-out. Like, oh, no, no, no. If you really cared about women's rights, you'd identify mm-hmm. yourself as a feminist. Like, no, I'm, I like humans. I yeah. like all of them. I like, I like nice women. I like nice men. I like people that are fun to be But, I mean, are, there are obviously
1: around. major things. You know, the, 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 the pay gap is, is
0: a, is the a real The pay gap bit. is tricky. You ever look yeah. into that? Uh, it's a lot of political bullshit. Yeah. The, the actual reality pay gap, it's mm-hmm. very minor. There's only a few jobs where women actually do get paid less than men. What the pay gap is, is overall judging how much money women make versus how much money men make, and not taking into account what jobs they do, what, what, what jobs men tend to gravitate towards naturally versus what jobs women tend to gravitate towards naturally. But when they're in the same job with the same sort of production, their, their actual pay scale is very similar. It's real tricky, man, because you can't deny that Some people that are a certain gender like they gravitate towards certain occupations and those occupations might have higher risk. They might have uh, higher uh, pay ceilings. There's there's a lot of variables. And then you have to take into account women taking time off for raising children, for being pregnant, all those things, having babies, maternity leave. That all gets factored in when you're talking about how much time or how much money people actually make. So if you say women should be paid maternity leave and they should get X amount of money from a corporation, then you're dealing with a totally different argument. And if you do that, then the pay scale changes. Then it goes up a little bit. And if you say, well, everybody should get paid for the same, same exact money for the same job, even still, more men want to do certain jobs in engineering and science and then when it comes to like really dangerous jobs, you know. Men are much more likely to die on the job. Men are much more likely uh, to be murdered by other men. There's like a lot of weird shit that get, has to get factored in when you talk about uh, pay scales. Yeah. And apparently it's one of those political things where people say it and then I say it and yeah. then someone corrected me on it. And then I said, but I heard Obama say it. Because Obama was talking about the, the glass ceiling and how much money and the disparity right. in income, and then I started actually looking into it. I went, oh, okay. This is complicated because it's one of those things where you, you don't want to be insensitive. So you of don't course. want to say that's bullshit. Women don't get paid any less than men do. But when you actually do look at the real numbers, that's where they're getting it from. It's not like there's 100 but, lawyers.
1: Okay, let's use an example about uh, in, 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 in showbiz because uh, there is a, a, a big difference in actresses and actors pays are there your, your top actors
0: well the people that can sell the most tickets sure. get the most money like jennifer lawrence gets paid shit piles of money and there was that thing where she was saying that she was upset that she didn't get as right. much money as bradley cooper but bradley cooper was in way more scenes than her he was in way more of the movie and he was a bigger star at the time it's it's real tricky because if jennifer lawrence was in a movie with you she get paid way more than you well, let But well, you know what I'm saying? Or that's me, a bad example. Or, it's a bad I, I example. Would, I, I, I
1: probably would pull more money,
0: but... <laughs> <laughs> uh. But you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like if someone is a huge sure. superstar... Um, uh, b- what's her name from Friends? Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Right. Aniston in her prime. You know, uh, or... Um, the Matt and Mike and Molly guy. What's the girl's name? Mich- Melissa, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. You don't think she makes more than him? Of course she does. She's more popular. She's more famous. She does these giant movies. She gets paid tons of money. Amy Schumer gets paid tons of money. You know, I'm going to change there's the subject
1: because uh, uh, I was thinking of uh, Back to Your Bears and movies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was your take on Revenant? I liked it. You know, it's all based on a, an actual true story right. that uh, this guy, Steve Rinello, from that meat eater podcast, who's actually a historian himself in a way, he told me the story, the actual story right. where um, they really did leave this guy for dead. And he really did crawl for a couple of miles and figured out a way to survive and got to that guy and killed him. It's a real true story. <laughs> um, I thought it was pretty good, man. It's, it's really interesting. I mean, but there's... someone
1: who's actually been relatively
0: close to a wild bear what did you make of the scenes people do it looked really realistic people do occasionally survive bear attacks like that because a lot of times the bears are just trying to protect themselves or they're um trying to protect their Their cubs cubs. you fuck up you get too close to their cubs that that's a lot of it
1: yeah that's the thing uh uh, about bears is that you may not know that you're between the cubs
0: yeah you might not have any idea yeah you gotta be super careful and i'm just trying to (laughs) i'm
1: worried about you
0: (laughs) I know what I'm doing. I mean, there's there's a certain amount of risk. That's there's a certain it. amount of risk. Yeah, it's famous last words. No, I, yeah. watch me. I know what I'm doing. I don't. Let yeah. me try this. I don't go where grizzlies are. I stay where the black bears are. Black bears. And I, um, if I do see a grizzly, we're fucking out of there pretty yeah. quickly. You gotta you gotta be careful. But there's a certain amount of risk to it. Did you see Grizzly Man? Yeah, yeah, many times. I was rooting for comedies. the Bears. Yeah, I, yeah, okay, right. Yeah, I was the same thing. I was like, "Go well, Bears!" That, that's an interesting case because that guy is is obviously that he was movie mentally influenced unbalanced. Willow Creek probably more than any other movie. Really, Willow yeah. Creek? If people haven't seen it, it's Bob's Bigfoot movie, which we're going to get back to Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> well, when Willow Creek came out, I was in the middle of my uh, Bigfoot b- my phase. Bigfoot phase, yeah. where I was it was just ending. And what killed it for me was when I did that sci-fi show with Duncan Trussell. And we went to the Pacific Northwest and hung mm-hmm. out with a few Bigfoot hunters for a week. And after a while, we were like, dude. <laughs> 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 we realized, it was. I had a joke about it. I said, here's what you don't find when you go looking for Bigfoot. Black people. You're more likely to find Bigfoot than you are black people looking for Bigfoot. What you find is hordes of unfuckable white dudes out camping. <laughs> And I'm like, this is an uh, undeniable statistic. I I
1: am not going to lie. That was something I noticed this weekend (laughs) at the Ohio Bigfoot Conference. Honest to God. How can you not notice it? I was like, it was, you know, it was huge. And and at one point I I said, where are the brothers at?
0: They don't exist. There was two guys. There was two black guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: They were... um, they were lost. They were looking for <laughs> they were looking
0: for a car show.
1: It's uh, um it's
0: uh, it's this thing that men do I when don't, there's no I didn't chance get that. whatsoever. I didn't get that though. I mean I
1: truly was because I shot some stuff making the a I said, Hey man, we need some people of color mm-hmm. which I was
0: told. <laughs> They don't exist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have to cast them. Did you try? You have <laughs> to cast them! Did you try women? Did you get any women? Oh, sure, How sure, many women? Sure. Are they uh, all like the same kind of like no, Northern California? My, no. No, one of my favorite. No makeup.
1: One of my favorite interviews was a a, uh, a gal who was 16 years old. She was quite brilliant. I really loved her. She really? Was, yeah, she she was my uh, one of my favorite interviews. Uh, Did you talk to Les Stroud? Mm -mm. you should talk to less you know who who i wasn't i'm not doing like a definitive bigfoot right but you should talk i want to to do like a short about this festival you know this Mm -hmm. conference and uh you know that was the idea uh and uh so yeah bob gimlin was there your 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 buddy
0: did he did you ask him about the story and Of of course what is he saying he t- he tells the story, you know. He tells it like it actually happened.
1: Yeah, one of the things that's interesting about him is that he talks about uh, the amount of time he actually got to see Bigfoot versus uh, Roger Patterson who was scrambling around with the camera. And what did he say? Oh, he was just talking about he he felt that he didn't film a lot, you know, and he didn't. I mean, it's only nine hundred forty-two than the frames. Film? Yeah,
0: yeah, or he did. Yeah. because he helped the guy get the fucking suit on (laughs) (laughs) so obviously do you know
1: do you know did we talk about the um Bob Hieronymus no no we talked about about that but did you the John Landis
0: John Landis the, the film director
1: yeah what about him well, um, I, my, I'm really sorry. I was up since 4 a.m. Who was the guy in uh, Argo that um, was, yeah, that was the the movie where John Goodman's playing the makeup effects guy?
0: I don't believe I saw that movie.
1: Right. So, <clears throat> so he, that's a real guy. And uh, he worked, I believe he worked with Landis. John uh, yeah, John Chambers. And he had worked with uh, Landis. And um, so there was a rumor that John Landis is in the Patty suit.
0: In the actual Bigfoot suit itself? Yeah. Oh, I never heard that. So before.
1: I wanted, I wrote to John Landis, I asked, <laughs> <'cause> I, <laughs> I, I, it's not go well, I, said, I, I say to my agents, because they're always looking for me to try to uh, do something that makes money, so I go, hey, I got this idea for a TV show I want to talk to John Landis about. It. I don't know what John Landis, I don't have an idea for a TV show, can you get me his email? So they get me John Landis' email. And I write him, "Hey, it's Bobcat Goldthwait. I'm, I'm writing an article for a magazine, and I was wondering if you'd like to talk to me about this rumor about you possibly being in the Patterson Gimlin footage. Uh, you know, in a in a suit playing Patty. Five minutes, bing, <laughs> I get an answer back." <laughs> How did you get my email? That's how it starts. <laughs> <clears throat> Who are you writing an article for? <laughs> Most certainly not in a Bigfoot suit. at the past. That's hilarious. Uh I, I went back and forth and kind of calmed him down a bit, but yeah.
0: It's such a bad suit, too. It's not a bad suit. You, you see, you keep saying that. I, I, <laughs> it's, it's terrible. What is it about that footage? It's obviously a man. It's... <laughs> You know why it's obviously a man? Why? Because it looks like a man in a suit. There's no other animal that looks like a man in a suit. You don't look at a giraffe and go, that looks like a fucking dude in a giraffe suit. But you look at that Bigfoot and you go, that looks like a fucking man. It's walking like a man. It has the same sort of stride. It just has longer arms because he's got football helmet shoulder pads or football shoulder pads on. And his arms, he's got these long fucking fake ass arms. So like The whole thing looks fake. Why doesn't it have breasts? Why not? I well, mean, how do you know? First of all, it let's take a look at. It. Let's oh, look at here
1: it. we go again. We've done this a lot. <clears throat> yeah, here it goes. Did walk you walk know in. that? Now, what do
0: you see, breasts? Right there. You know what, right you know what there. I see? I see a shitty suit. No, back. <laughs> back. there's. Go yeah, back. but what animal watch. has hairy tits? Do you uh... know even gorillas? <laughs> even gorillas, <laughs> their their breasts watch. are unexposed. Yeah, it's fucking. It's shitty. It's well, all folded it over. It's b- got shoulder pads on. I mean, it looks like we're. Let me watch it again, Bob. You know, shoulder pads go down like this, right? They uh, go down like
1: this, Joe. You the, might find this high That looks shoulder pads. I, I know nothing about the sports. I, I probably know as little about <laughs> football as you do. <laughs> no. I don't even know the rules. Going to the going to. Uh, all right, here we go. Yeah. Look,
0: why? But here's my point. Why, okay, why would you it give it? 10?
1: Why would you give it breasts?
0: Because it's a shitty suit. <laughs> look! Look at the bottom of his feet. It's so obviously shoes. Look at his fake ass. <laughs> the whole thing is stupid. You're that just is sitting not here looking foot. at this footage, going. Now let's stabilize. Yeah, all right, see? Now you're about okay. to eat some crow. Oh, boy. You know, let me tell you something. One time I got so high. I was watching this documentary. I was watching this footage. I was like, what if I'm an asshole and that really is Bigfoot? That's what do a, you mean? Like you hurt Bigfoot's feelings? No, like i am just been mocking this for so long. Why and, do you hate the Paris and Gimlin footage? Because first of all, look at how little its legs are. Little skinny ass fucking stupid legs. That is not carrying an enormous animal the around the woods forever and ever is, like that. about this is... is is how angry you are at Because I, I hate hoaxes. Anatomically, uh, first of all, all right, let's, let's go talk back about again. Roger Patterson, the guy who wrote this, is a con man, who, a who known con it. man, who, the guy who shot it, went to jail for writing a bad check to pay for the very camera they used to film Bigfoot. I mean, he was a known con man. Bob Hieronymus, should get the video of Bob Hieronymus no, but, walking but right but next to... in the Bob to, Hieronymus
1: footage, you never see his feet, so... What do you mean? Watch. His feet are cropped out, so it doesn't give you the same height as Patty.
0: But it doesn't have to. That <laughs> thing isn't big. The, the people have estimated that thing to be about six foot three. It's not that big. That's a person. All right. You really think it's real? Yeah, I think it's real. Oh, you're so crazy. Look at this. Look, look at how he's yeah, walking. Look at his look legs. he's walking. First yeah, but, of all, wait, first, he's He doesn't have legs. <laughs> he's walking. I don't know because it's the same height as him. I don't know. I don't know why they whoa, did that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I want answers. <laughs> yeah, maybe make another one. He's the Holy Spirit. But come on, look at that. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's the guy. Could you? I mean, that literally this... is him. Could put you... some shoulder pads on okay. that guy. Just... Look how he's wa- swinging Could... his arms. Could you put yakety sacks under this? That guy's a big goofy <laughs> Northern <laughs> California <laughs> Oregon type character. Put yakety sacks. That shit ain't under real. That. But you think it's real? Yeah. So you think it's a real Bigfoot? Yeah. Do you think Bigfoot's real, like, right now? It's still alive? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. For real? Yeah. What makes you think this?
1: Well, I, I, uh... Oh oh, can I prove it? no,
0: no, I'm not saying, but you can do, prove what it. do I what, believe you know, what makes I think you it's say the yeah. amount
1: of people that I've talked to that i that I'm looking at' them and I'm, and there's no reason for them to be lying and the the it's basically the stories I hear over and over where the sincerity I don't get if it's not I don't understand what the the uh, the the you know what is this mass thing that I'm a part mm-hmm. of you know um I've had guys after the movie, like, you know, I have like people that come up to me and they're almost like, it's. I mean, maybe they're trying to get a connection with me, but I also feel like they're relieved to tell someone this. Now, did they see Bigfoot? no maybe it's their imagination and stuff maybe a lot of these stories but just the amount of the stories I, 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 is fascinating to me
0: it is well one of the things they've realized fairly recently is that black bears in particular tend yeah. to walk on their hind legs right. a lot yeah a lot more than anybody ever thought not only that and they, can- they and they'll knock a tree down towards you Mm-hmm. yeah and they can walk on their they can walk on their hind legs for great distances yeah and uh, they 're incredibly strong, and especially the big ones, like um, a friend of mine shot one the other day on a hunt in Alaska right. that was seven foot almost eight foot long like i 'm going to show you yeah. a picture of him holding this fucking thing up, and you think about this animal standing up on its hind legs and what what it would look like if that thing was walking towards you now, my friend John is six foot. Five, no, at that guy. I think. Look at, now, that's
1: clearly someone in a suit.
0: No, 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 no. That's a bear, bro.
1: No, no, that's no. the guy in a suit. No, <laughs> look at look how You're big that thing. Is. Look how big that thing. Oh is. no, I I I agree.
0: I totally. But you see how enormous yeah. that is. No, and that I I agree insane. that
1: the majority of of people who see Bigfoot are, are seeing so, black bears.
0: An eight foot long black sure. bear like that that, that one. does stand that up, just walks around, and does a lot of the behavior that people attribute to Bigfoot. Yeah. I think that's what they're seeing. And also, I think you're also dealing with woods. The Pacific Northwest, where the sightings are primarily occurring is insanely dense. The way I describe it, yeah. when we went up to yeah, um, no, I've been, Mount Rainier, it's like Q-tips. Yeah. Like you know, like a box of Q-tips. Yeah. Like, it's that's insane. what the, the trees look like. Yeah. You can't see 20, 30 yards in. It's gone. It's like, no, you it's can't just see anything. Yeah. And the, also the canopy keeps light from coming in. Mm-hmm. So if you saw, first of all, the fear that would go through your mind, if you saw a seven-foot mm-hmm. black bear walking on its hind legs through the woods, and you saw it in between trees... Your mind would fill in the blanks. And Bigfoot has become this architectural, uh, archetypal, archetypal cultural, character. Yeah, cultural I,
1: icon. That is something that I, I... Not only Bigfoot, but almost all archetypal characters. Uh, I, UFOs. I, I, and the devil. And sure. all these things. I am fascinated Ghosts. as as, a, as someone who does write screenplays and tell right. stories. I always wonder, well, what, what in the subconscious are they supplying? Is it just something from 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 our ancestors that you know i mean that mm-hmm. that is some or or does it supply this is how you told your kids not to go in the woods you right. you, you know i, I mm-hmm. am fascinated by what these different archetypal characters are and why they're created if they are created
0: and things like that um, I think there was an animal at one time. It's not that I think there was an animal at one time. Everyone knows. It's a hundred percent fact. There was an animal called Yes, yeah. We all know this, right? Do you it was think a huge that's ape. ingrained in us, that, that our fear of that? I, th- I think that thing lived alongside people for a long time. And I think when you talk about like yeah. Native American, um, right. it, they, when they're, they're folklore, when they talk right. about Bigfoot and they have, mm-hmm. apparently they have many, many words for Sasquatch. Yeah. Um, And I think that what they're probably doing is passing on thousands of years of data. We don't know when the last time Gigantopithecus was alive because they didn't know Gigantopithecus was even an animal. Until the 1920s, I believe it was, they went to an apothecary shop in China, and uh, an anthropologist found a tooth that he couldn't attribute to any other known primate. He asked the people where they got it from. They told them where they got it from. They went to the actual area where they got these bones, and they found jaw bones that would indicate the animal was bipedal. And that's where things got really interesting, because you're dealing with some bipedal, enormous animal that was most likely Uh, At least eight feet tall. Right. So a huge eight foot tall primate. I mean, we know the gorillas are huge and we know that, you know, there's the Bondo ape, which is this enormous chimpanzee that's just recently been confirmed to live in the Congo. They have a chimpanzee in the Congo that's like six feet tall, 400 pounds. It's an enormous chimp. So there are like variables there's, va- there's different kinds of primates They know about the hobbit man and Flores that lived as recently as I want to say 14,000 years ago Right, right that that thing that lived on the yeah, island yeah, of Flores. Yeah. That's fascinating little tiny people that they think also Cannibalized humans and they think that human beings might have driven them to extinction. They used tools They were like an enemy little tiny uh, Person <laughs> thing that killed people perhaps so I think a lot uh, of our our thoughts about about like leprechauns, and it sounds like a really good elves. movie. It does. It does. <laughs> well, there's also people that believe that animal still exists, yeah. or that that, that 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 small creature, the yeah. orang pendek, is uh, one. I think is in Vietnam. They they believe that this uh, this animal still exists, and people still have sightings of this. And I think that that little little guy is probably more likely like to still alive than than, than, than gigantic is. Yeah. Well i
1: uh i think it's it's uh for me it's 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 i'm not copping out i mean i i do believe but i also uh love the whole whole idea of it i, I do too i, I love I, it I, I, and and you've been in the woods and you know you can't see three feet in front of yeah. you and i love it when i'm out with folks and there's, they'll hear an owl that sounds like a, a, it sounds like an ape screaming. And yeah. they'll go, nah, that's a... You know? <laughs> and they know, yeah. but then I hear something else and they go, I go, hey, man, that sounds like a coyote. He's like, well, you know, uh, juvie squatch sometime impersonate other animals.
0: <laughs> Juvenile squatch. Juvie squatch. <laughs> juvie squatch. <laughs> so they're, yeah.
1: the, they're the Frank
0: Caliandro of... Uh, there was, the a bit, there was a bit from my last special <laughs> that i did that was a real conversation that i had with one of these bigfoot hunters right. and he goes one time i was walking in the woods and i heard this bullfrog that was near a blackberry bush and i was thinking to myself why is a bullfrog <laughs> near a blackberry bush and then i got home and i realized that was a squatch <laughs> and he was dead serious Maybe it was just a fucking well, frog, dude. I mean, I'm maybe in, it was just a frog. In his mind, it had to be a Sasquatch. Like, that kind of I'm illogical. impressed that
1: you got to that part of the story that quick. Because when you ask...
0: <laughs> oh, it took a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's always... I just condensed it. you go,
1: you go <laughs> have you had any encounters? And the ghost, oh, I'm five foot six. <laughs> and I'm like...
0: Now the date was 1972 it, it, oh that I would like I it's had a brand book. new pair of shoes and yeah. I had just broken one lace and I tied the other lace up and I was thinking to myself I'm so upset with the way they're making these laces these days they've shipped off their laces to China <laughs> that's neither here nor there <laughs> anyway I'm on a long backpacking trip did you ever watch the ahead.
1: Bionic Man oh with Bigfoot <laughs> no Bigfoot was on that it's just like it's never point A to B they're socially retarded it, 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 they're, well, they're, they're, they're so, adorable goofy. they're adorable in a lot of
0: ways <laughs> yeah. look the guys that took me in and Duncan, the guys we yeah. hung out with from the, the, what is it? The Sasquatch research found? Well, I don't know what the fucking name their, uh, their organization is. BFRO. Yes. That's it. Yeah. They're nice guys. They're nice guys.
1: Yeah. But, but I, and I also love it because it's uh uh, to me, it's a microcosm of faith. You know, there's the people that see it and believe there's people that have never seen it. And then just like any other belief in a, a deity, uh, Everybody's got their own version, and everybody thinks their version's right. And I love that, that there's all this infighting. You know, like while I was there, I would start asking people about well, what do you think about Dog Man? And people are like, ah. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> dog Man's for idiots. <laughs> this guy's crazy. Hey, he why don't you go dog back man. to
1: Holly Weird with that Dog Man? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so funny, man. Uh,
1: I can't think of a, a, a more fun weekend. Um, but and they, I, but, they
0: think that he can sense where cameras are.
1: Well, different folks, yeah. And there's, those are the same folks that believe he's traveling in portals. and well, that's too. Yeah. He travels
0: through wormholes. And, in yeah, the woods. yeah, yeah. Sasquatch is a, <laughs> an interdimensional creature.
1: Traversing. I've met many people that can sense when
0: a, a camera's on. <laughs> but here's the thing, here's the thing that I, I ask you. What evidence at all, if any, compels you to think it's even possible that this animal exists? Besides that footprint that I have over there. Do you see one of those? Yeah. I got one of those. Is that That's from... a cast. That's from one of the fucking encounters.
1: I think that looks like from... Um, <laughs> I hate to bum you out. I think that looks like a, from the Patterson-Gimlin track wave. You think so? Yeah, I do.
0: Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, this is given to me by Bobo from sure. Finding Bigfoot. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that! How you and Bobo get along? Oh, great! Because well, Bobo... he was upset when I was ragging on that fucking oh video the footage. Though. Yeah,
1: Bobo, uh, uh, when he found out I was doing a movie, it, it, the first thing he said was, um, "I'm gonna fucking kick Bobcat's ass." He said <laughs> that. Yes Because wow. he thought I was gonna make fun of him. Wow, and... You
0: imagine that? You make fun of Bigfoot, and he wants to kick your ass. I
1: didn't though, and uh, you know I'm I, my movie is very reverential. I'm not, you know, it's uh, a good movie. Thanks, man. I really enjoyed that movie, thanks, and I, I thanks. remember calling. It's you a up more right of after a suspense I, film. It's too. It's a fun movie. Thanks, man. It's,
0: it's really good. And he, uh, and it was shocking because I, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, I remember we barely talked about it. Yeah, he just told me it's a Bigfoot movie. I'm like, all right, and I watched this movie. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, like, what the, the fuck scene is in is the tents is is
1: is uh, I'm, oh. Pretty happy with that. And, you know, when we shot that scene, it was 3 a.m., 2.30, a.m., and I shot it at, at uh, Laos Camp, between Laos Camp and Bluff Creek. So I Whoa. shot it where the footage was filmed. Whoa. And we'd seen a mountain lion. Okay, I can it's talk a to a guy land? who's seen a mountain lion. Yeah, that's yeah. fucked up, right? Yeah,
0: that's interesting. Have you seen one? Oh, yeah, I've seen two. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I saw one run across the road, and that was weird, and then we saw one in the woods. And, man, it, it's... It's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it would have killed us, but it didn't want to because we were— Too many of you. We were just really
0: close. It just got up and just, like, walked away like a house cat. Well, they don't worry about people because they haven't been hunted in California since the 90s. So all these animals that you're experiencing, they don't view people as nearly as much of a threat as they used to. But if you're, like, in Arizona or places that have a hunting season— you're not going to see any fucking mountain lions. They see people. They get the fuck out of there because they get they They understand the threat and they get used to the threat and then they escape and they run away. Like here's a perfect example. Uh, Yellowstone. People haven't hunted in Yellowstone in over 100 years. So when you go to Yellowstone, you could pull your car up to a herd of elk. Right. I mean, they're right there hanging right. out. Right. You can get out of your car and you, you could see them. When you're in Colorado and you're in the mountains and you're hunting and you see an elk, they bark and they fucking bolt. They see you, yeah. they go like this boop, boop. They let all the other elk know there's a <laughs> person year, wow. they recognize the threat and they take off. Wow. So because we don't hunt in California, we don't hunt mountain lions. That's well, also that was, why you never see any deer.
1: That was really terrifying. Uh and we filmed the scene. Did You just film the the mountain lion? No, we've but we filmed there because they go where and I go. Well, let's just go to the left, and they go. And Bryce Johnson's in the film. He's going, "Why don't we just get in the car?" <laughs> you know, <And> so, <laughs> so he was scared of the mountain. So line? we said, sh- "Well, yeah." I mean, How big it, was it? it was really big. That's Whoa. the thing I didn't realize. It's a lion. Oh yeah. You know, it's big. And then we're filming the scene that you know the long scene in the tent. And the first take, it's 19 minutes long. The one that's in the movie. The first take, he started crying. What we were filming.
0: Why? Because he's scared of the mountain lion?
1: And it was just, yeah, it was the whole thing. And you know, and then, you know, that nature, that scene is, is scary. Right, right, right. And, and uh, I go, that was a really good take. I just don't think your character would cry. And he's like, my character's not crying. I'm crying. Why are we here? We could shoot this in a hotel parking lot. No one knows where the fuck we're at. I go, that's Whoa. really good. Use that intensity in the scene. <laughs> just don't cry. We're going again. It's <laughs> the I... Ah! <laughs> I, I said the same thing with me. He he, he laughed really hard. Oh, like so like funny. I think I live a fairly honest life, but when I'm in production mode, it's just I'm going to get it done. I'm yeah. gonna, you know, i truly well, you have to truly yeah. though. And it's, we. Well, you're we're, under
0: so many contra- constraints. Yeah,
1: and when we were filming, um, Call Me Lucky, the dock on Barry, um, uh, we were uh, out on the lake, and the ice started cracking. And uh, one of the guys was from Ice Truckers. So he knew the noise. He goes, hey, we got to get off the ice. Because it was like, boom, boom. Sounded like a, someone tuning oh, a drum terrifying. kit. It was like, have you ever? It was like,
0: boom. No, i have never And I go, what do we
1: do? He goes, everybody walk off the ice. One at a time. 15 feet, 20 feet between each other. You know, like we made yeah. a line, but we were far away from each other. And, Stay away from fat guys, and then and then, and then it actually did like a split, like and then like snow blew up, you know, through this crevice. Oh, was really... Jesus Christ! So we get off the ice, and uh, and there's this jetty, and uh, and I go, okay, guys. I go, this just just climb over the fence because it says, you know, do not enter, closed chain. And, and I go, let's just come up here and we just go down the end of the jetty. And the sound guy has never worked with me before. He goes, but the sign, it says, do not enter. I go, yeah, the guy said if he wasn't here, just jump the fence. <laughs> this kid just jumps the fence. And Crims goes, have you been lying to me this whole time? <laughs> How You oh. lie so fast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got to get the job Grimmins,
1: done. Yeah, yeah, He's like, is this Windy City Heat too? Ah. <laughs> that's what Krimmage <Grimmins> called it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs>
0: oh that's so ridiculous so yeah. we,
1: we should plug this I, I found out Barry's doing a, a special uh, and at the uh, where is it Lan- uh, Lawrence, Kansas on June 4th uh, he's uh, Louis C.K. is producing a special oh that's for, amazing for Barry there you go oh that's so, so folks great folks at the Lawrence Art Center uh, go out and check out they're doing two shows 10 bucks ticket so oh, beautiful. go out and
0: see Barry what is he filming it for
1: um, I'm not sure I mean, maybe it's for Louis you know <laughs> how he as right. He puts stuff out. I don't know. I mean, it could. You know, I I don't know. I should ask Barry where it's going to be. What
0: I read online is that it's going to be released on Louisck.com. Beautiful. 100 sure but it's beautiful.
1: Good. Yeah. God, Barry's so awesome. I yeah, love he that is. Guy. And I'm working on a lot of things. I really am actually right now. I'm, I'm working on um, a couple different things. I'm not going to discuss. But one of the things I can discuss is I'm doing a a, a, a short doc on the Washington Generals. The the team that played
0: the Globe <laughs> I don't know about that.
1: Oh, they're the team that lost three
0: and a half thousand times, <laughs> roughly. Because they played the globe trotters oh constantly in the fake games. Right? Well, again, it's you like say, pro wrestling, right? It, it isn't was it?
1: well. They here's the, what I'm learning is really fun. They like officially they were never told to take a dive, but, but they, they knew it. Yeah, and then they fucked up once in '71 and, and they, they beat won? the globe
2: Oh my god! And what that's
1: happened? what I'm doing. Oh, the children were crying in the stands. <sighs> uh, Metalark Lemming went into the went into their uh, <laughs> went into their locker and he goes, "You didn't win." <laughs> <laughs> and the guy was great. He goes, but we
0: knew we did. <laughs> Isn't
1: that great? So I'm doing a short doc on, the, on when the
0: generals won. When like other people would win the, the NBA finals, I'd be like, well, but wait a minute, did they beat the Globetrotters? <laughs> Where were the Globetrotters? I don't understand. The Globetrotters yeah. are the best. I've seen them. They well. spin the ball on their finger. <laughs> they do crazy stuff. <laughs> do, you know, Is this the actual <laughs> game? No, no. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, man, the Globetrotters. What a weird idea to like incorporate theatrics and sort of like almost like a pro wrestling type thing with do they still do it yeah yeah
1: well there's the the simpsons with Krusty the clown where he lost all his money betting on the generals he goes i thought they were due (laughs) i thought they were due i just guess he's going ref look he's pulling his pants down (laughs) 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 he's just spinning the ball grab it grab the ball
2: <laughs>
0: I did the Simpsons ride the other day. Universal. I yeah. took my kids to Universal. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons ride is fucking amazing. Yeah,
1: I I I loved it. And it's there's one of so the best many jokes ever. crammed into that thing yes. too. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really funny.
0: Everything, even when you're waiting to get on the ride, yeah. the screen they play you.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's really well, well done.
0: One of the best rides of all time.
1: Yeah, and a lot of laughs. Oh, did you catch this? It replaced the Back to the Future ride. It did, yeah. And then they do a thing where, uh, where uh, there's like a shady dealing between Krusty and and Doc Brown, and that's how the that's like he yeah. So I, even that was really well done. It's the oh, same funny. building, and and they just retooled the ride basically.
0: Oh, that's interesting. And it's so, so much better. Yeah, it's great. It's re- it's really like one of the best rides ever. How old your kid? Well, this was the young... My, well, I went with my one, my seven, who just turned eight. And, okay. And I have a five, who's about to okay. turn six. So you went
1: with the eight-year-old. Did you go to
0: Harry Potter? I went Potter? with all of them. Yeah. Well, the eight-year-old went to Harry Potter. The five-year-old five. couldn't get to Harry Potter. Yeah. She's too, She's like an inch shy. Oh, so my next God. So t- next time I'm going to stuff her shoes... Was and she I'm going to get her to wear heels. Yeah, she was a little bummed. Yeah, that's but hard. But the eight-year-old reads Harry Potter, like, every sure. day. She's read three of the books. She reads chapters and chapters yeah. every day. She's obsessed. Like, she can't stop talking about Harry Potter. Did you get her a wand? Oh, yeah, the whole deal. We went yeah, through a yeah, whole yeah, rigmarole. Yeah. But the Harry Potter ride at Universal is probably the greatest ride in the history of rides. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Well, it's re- and I
1: don't even like did Harry you, Potter. Did you bring up uh, Voldemort to any of the employees? Why? What happened Because you're not supposed to mention <laughs> His what happens name? if you mention him? Well, their commitment is really impressive. Mm-hmm. They go, please do not say the have- u What's the name? What is it? He who has no
0: Go on. He who has not. <laughs> who cannot be named. Yeah. He who cannot be named. Please
1: do not bring up he who cannot. And it's oh, like that old Graffalo bit. Like, oh, I, I, I admire cool. your commitment. Uh, but uh, I know... <laughs> You came here from Encino, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just
0: just want to see if he's got a want. Well, and also they they serve this stuff called butterbeer that I guess was a big part of the book. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's this unbelievably sugary, like syrupy drink with like foam on the top of it. It's oh, it's disgusting. (laughs) And just everybody's drinking it. Everywhere you but go, it's, they're all uh, Harry it's Potter. really, now. it's really well done. Oh, ma- amazingly well done. It's the great. Whole, it's really that, it costs more than a billion dollars. Wow. $1.8 billion dollars for Harry Potter World. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What in the fuck? So that's... that's <laughs> they're making new rides? They're, make, they're
1: making a Star Wars World there. Oh, yeah. In no, like that's a, Disneyland. That's okay. even more... Disneyland, okay. More, okay. Disneyland Star Wars that World. right now. even more pricey than
0: Aaron Spelling's yeah. old house. Disney bought Star Wars. And right, so yeah, Universal yeah. is Harry Potter. Universal, well, I guess they were doing another world, too. As I'll have to look up which uh, one it is, but they're doing two or three giant world spaces like Harry Potter. They got some lame, lame. fucking rides. Jurassic Park's lame as fuck. Oh. <laughs> The the um, transformers is lame as fuck. They're too dated. They, they're I didn't too do old. either of those. Those are lame. Don't don't. Bother. Did you go
1: through the King Kong? And uh, you didn't do that. See, that's pretty good. The tram? King Kong. Yeah, because yeah. it's the tram goes in and it's it's three sixty. Uh, uh, oh yeah. It,
0: it, oh, I did that a long time ago. Yeah. This is a long time ago, right? Isn't it like ten or twenty years old or something like that? Yeah, the backlog tour. Yeah. I did that back in the day. I did that, but. Uh, I'm super impressed with the Simpsons and even no, more impressed No, not with the with King
1: Kong that was like an animatronic one that oh, had banana different. breath. No, no, this is Peter <laughs> Jackson 3D oh. and you're in a 360 degree screen.
0: Oh no. Yeah, it's That's nuts. on Universal too? Yeah, it's oh, nuts. You really? got
1: yeah, yeah, it that's that's really good. No, not the not the not the, 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 the I remember that one. one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had banana breath. Did it?
0: Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. It blows banana smell on you. <laughs> you blow
1: bananas. <laughs> 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 so, it's
0: come full circle. Let me get back to this okay, Bigfoot thing. The Bigfoot day. conference. Like what makes you think that any of this, like this stupid f- fake footprint that's in front of us here?
1: <laughs> what makes I'll, you think I'll tell you, you know, it's hard to do this. I'm not saying it's impossible.
0: Do you see that American werewolf in London that I have out there? Yeah if, if they they could do that what, what would make you think they couldn 't do this uh, thermal ridges no no
1: it 's the i 'll tell you what 's hard uh, i 'm not saying it 's not impossible because there was people being pulled behind a truck you know so the the, the with a rope so the spacing of the feet and then you right. got enough force because you do have to put a lot of pressure in to make this but here 's the weird part um, and this isn 't this isn 't proof but what I was really uh, surprised with. Because we made footprints in, in in Willow Creek and did it the way you would think, you know. Uh-huh. Carved wood, put them on your feet. Right. Really hard to take that, that second stride. It's really strange. It's like anti-snowshoes. Uh, right. To the point where I got stuck. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm a fat ass, but we had to get, like, a stick to get me—it's—not it, it, saying it's not impossible, but— it was really way diff- more difficult
0: than i could imagine so m- fairly difficult but still that's the best piece of evidence is just impressions in dirt mm-hmm. just tracks there's never been a body there's never been a trail cam photograph of them i mean hunters set up trail cam photos everywhere yeah. now that people have phones on with cameras on them there's people hiking and hunting and everyone has cameras and but, but yet folks who have footage what footage is any good Wow. Other than that fake footage that we watched earlier today, <laughs> what footage is any good? Look,
1: a lot of people don't know that Roger Patterson also was Abraham Zapruder because it's the same camera work. <laughs> he had one. He had one thing he
0: did really well. Right. <laughs>
1: that jiggly
0: camera. <laughs> yeah. Well, when they level it out, um, it's. I just. It's not compelling at all to me. I, th- I really think it's fake. Yeah. Um, but I wish it we're going to agree to disagree but i wish it wasn't i really do like i right. want it to be real it's right. one of my all-time favorite myths so you would be thrilled if oh, i am so thrilled
1: but i'd be so wh- happy i wouldn't wh- okay. sleep for days what would you do about um, well that that's the thing that's weird too um, i wonder what people are seeing if they're not seeing bigfoot bears. because
0: i think they're seeing bears yeah yeah i think they're seeing bipedal bears and yeah. or bullshit <clears throat> Or They're crazy or they're making things up. I think a lot of these people are lonely and I think it's a it's an archetypal story it's I'm a story. fascinated
1: too though about like w- when I went to the mothman uh, Thing what 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 is it if it isn't this, you know, so why why is it is it the? when you're getting ridiculed for coming forward with a story why is there, like, over 100 actual reports, police reports and stuff when, uh, on this phenomenon where people are seeing the mothman? You know what I'm saying? So let's say it's fake. They're or, bored. But They're in Kentucky.
0: They're doing meth. West Virginia. They're fucking their kids. <laughs> Whatever. They're out of their mind. These people are out of their mind. This was in 65. Yeah, they were doing it back then. People have been fucking their kids since no, the 20s. No, not
1: that. <laughs> since the, what, 20s? Okay. Um, <clears throat> no, what... what? Uh, Uh, No, I was was going bullshit on that story there by saying, by saying, by saying, by saying, saying, no, meth's kind (laughs) of (laughs) new. It's not. (laughs) So, so
0: what, uh, what's the right question? Well, the right questions are, well, here, here's, here's why it's the wrong questions. Because all of this is eyewitness testimony, which is the absolutely yeah, that, it, oh, uh, worst, no, it is. most unreliable yeah. piece of evidence you sure. can get. I was in uh, There's so Alberta. many
1: guys on, on death
0: row, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, oh, yeah, because 100%. of
1: eyewitness. Uh, yeah.
0: When I was in Alberta uh, hunting bear the first time I was up there, I thought I saw a wolf. It was a squirrel. But for two seconds, I thought it was a fucking wolf. Because I saw it in the woods. I saw it moving through this incredibly dense brush. And I went, oh shit, it's a wolf. It's a squirrel. What the fuck is wrong with me? Because I was scared. Because my senses were heightened. I was looking, at a wolf, looking for a wolf. Because there are I'm wolves up that there. I'm glad that
1: that squirrel didn't commit any crime.
0: And your mind starts <laughs> filling that in is the not, blanks.
1: That is not the wolf that stole my money. That is a squirrel, your honor.
0: You, your mind fills in blanks. And I, I believe that completely. But it, no, it absolutely does happen. And people have put suggestions into people's heads and then put them in certain situations, and then their mind actually sees things that aren't there. Your mind fills in blanks. Also, when you have memories of things, if your memories correspond with other people's memories, you'll adjust your memories to correspond to an iconic or archetypal type of story that people are passing around and so if you have a story that emanates from one particular region and one guy shows up at the corner store and he goes man you ain't even gonna believe this i saw a dude with moth wings it's a man who is a moth like holy shit you hear about bobby he saw a moth man and then people start getting crazy and they're sitting around drinking and the next thing you know Petey saw the moth man i was coming home i was leaving the bar i was all mad and all of a sudden I saw a man with moth wings, and I stopped thinking about my own troubles. And I said, "Man, this might be a demonic area. We got mothmen <laughs> up in this bitch." And the next thing you know, another dude sees the mothman, and then it spreads. Right. And then those stories are, they become ten years old and twenty years old, and it goes on and on and on. People are full of shit. Well, and but the we mothman a was a, story, a
1: very specific time. It was for one year. Mm-hmm. People were seeing all these mothmen, mm-hmm. or one mothman, right? I don't, and then same time there's ufos in this area and then people were being visited by men in black yeah and then this bridge collapsed and they believe that the mothman is some sort of banshee that shows up to warn
0: people that uh something terrible is about to happen seems totally logical come on just fill in the (laughs) blanks oh there's the mothman (laughs) oh he's up there oh look at that looks like a gargoyle that's not that's the mothman bro no, that's fake. It's a photo. <laughs> well, no, you know what's fake. You know it's not fake. <laughs> no, I, um, I th- mean, look. I mean, the, the Jersey Devil. Here's another one. Right, Jersey Devil. Did you ever see the
1: Jersey I Devil? I would like to do a show where where I, I go. I take out like like Jer- like that Jersey Devil. Reminds me. So so, I want to take out other other filmmakers. Like if Jersey Devil, I get Kevin Smith and go go in a tent and go look for the Jersey Devil.
0: Don't you think that's a great idea? It might be, Come on. it might be funny. Did you remember, what was it, that monster show? What was the monster show? Well,
1: there's got all that, but I like the what idea that, that, that like, this is monster just, Quest. yeah, but this is just, you know, this, this is just a reason to get guys who shouldn't be out in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> just, Do you know what I mean? They, right, right, right. Yeah. To take, to take Steven Sodenberg out looking for the swamp ape. You know what I mean? They, yeah. They, we're not the most robust gentlemen. Right. <laughs> we're not
0: the adventurers. There's some humor in that. Oh, please. But if you really do think there and is storytellers, one, yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons why Les Stroud becomes interesting. Because Les Stroud has had um, two experiences. And one of them that he is pretty adamant. Yeah, Couldn't I, have I, been a bear. <clears throat> couldn't have been anything mm-hmm. else. And he really believes that it was a Sasquatch. To the point where he's dedicated weeks and weeks to going out into the woods. Sure. And, but hanging out with a known charlatan. The guy he's hanging out with is a total bullshit artist. I'm sure you've seen his show. Have you seen mm-hmm. yeah. the Bigfoot show where the guy wears the the mask and pretends he's Bigfoot? No. Wait, a, was you never seen the footage? Of what? Which the footage? The guy that Les Stroud is hanging around with. Oh, no. put a fucking mask on and got close-up video footage of him standing there even blinking with this but fucking like a, Is stupid it a Chewbacca mask? mask I don't know what kind of mask it is. It's so fake. <laughs> Look, it's so fake, it hurts my feelings. <laughs> it hurts my feelings when I watch it. I go, oh you my can God. See a you know why? Because I have children. And that it mm-hmm. makes me think this is someone's kid who grew up and he's now, he's this fucking stupid that he made this video. Look at that. That's it by, back there. <clears throat> Look at this. As if this thing's just hanging out. And by the way, this guy who made this, according to the Bigfoot researchers, he's got a history with having problems with reality. And so. Wait till you see the fucking when they zoom in. It's like, oh, is it there? Is it there? I think. I yeah, see I it. have seen this. It's I like think pretending it's, it's, sees it's it sees it. It's an actual. Um, oh, it's a definitely, definitely a duckling. Definitely a squatch. Hold on. Wait till you get close. But I on feel it. like this is is a uh... hold. One hundred percent real. I'm just trying to zoom in. <gasps> there it is. Oh my god, he's looking at me. I can't believe it. My blood turned cold. I started getting goosebumps all across my arm. And I was looking at him and I realized, this cannot be a man in a suit. It's too good. <laughs> look how bad that is. Come on, look how furry he is. It's like someone with like one of those hats that like really rich old ladies wear when they're walking down Fifth Avenue. <laughs> how do you how do you argue? With look that? how
2: stupid that is.
0: Look how stupid it is. Oh my god, look at that one. Uh, even better. Watch it, watch it blink. Wait for it. That's how you know it's real. It's fucking real, Bobcat, it blanked. Look how it's coiffed, too. Look his hair's combed like Fonzie. And I hear that a lot. Looks like Fabian. That, like he's got hairspray on. That um that very clean. Mm. Come on. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> right? Look at that.
1: Well that Obviously. Clearly that's right. fake as fuck. No,
0: that's fake. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna but Survivor Man Les Stroud, who's a friend of mine, had that fucking they put that shit on the show, and he had some like so. But he puts so, out like a caveat. like but
1: what does he say?
0: He doesn't. So does he say that that's real? <sighs> it all becomes very problematic when you have <sighs> money tied into whether you can't talk too much shit because it's on his show. He makes money off that show. By the way, that Survivor Man Bigfoot that's right. massive ratings. Sure. It gets bigger ratings sure. than regular Survivor Man. Like, where he drops himself off fuck right. in fucking Africa by himself with a butter knife. Yeah. Like, that... That's impressive. That's... He's done some real shit. Yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. And that doesn't get nearly the ratings that this... Hanging out with this fake Bigfoot guy does. You know? Well. It's weird, man. Well, so... so bodies. We're, we're just not... Well, they they bury their their... their... Maybe. See... I talked to uh, this guy, Todd Disotel, who's Mm -hmm. a a biologist, and Mm -hmm. we did some tests on all these different things that people thought were Bigfoot shit, Bigfoot hair. It's all bears. Bears are dogs or coyotes, something like that. But all of it, we we did actual, for that TV show. DNA have Yeah, we went to a real lab at NYU and we did real tests. It's all bullshit. There's nothing. There's not one Mm -hmm. piece of evidence. And then there was that lady... What was that lady from Texas who was is claiming it, that she is found name, DNA? Yeah, Melba name Ketchum? Yeah, Mel Yeah, no, Ketchum. Yeah, catch she was saying that she found DNA, that had, it was yeah. some, some sort of non-human primate. It's, but, bu- it's bullshit. It's yeah. tainted.
1: But she's, um, she's kind of ostracized in the Bigfoot community.
0: <gasps> They've cast her aside? That's how you know you're full of shit. <laughs> The bigfoot communities like this bitch is too crazy even for us <laughs> kick rocks melba uh, you ain't <laughs> selling your fucking horseshit over here go, go pedal your,
1: <laughs> <laughs> t- you your shoe box uh, so uh all right we're not going to agree on that that's well, why it's been. not
0: but, but listen i don't discount the possibility that not only did that animal exist but right. it maybe it could still exist because the Pacific Northwest is, is incredibly huge. dense. Yeah, it's a massive. That's massive the weird. Environment. That's the
1: part. That's actually the part. One of the things when you get out there and you truly—I mean—they lose planes in there. Oh yeah, and they don't find them. You don't find you, shit. You you can be. I've been in places where I'm like I'm not. I'm lost. And you know, what I mean like and, and it's a question of like 10 15
0: feet like yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it's that dense. It's yeah. crazy So that's what that and we're that, talking about insane amounts of yeah. acreage that yeah. people just don't live in yeah from Oregon all the way down to yeah. the Northern California range yeah. So I mean, I
1: mean there that's the part that uh, when I started going around and I went in that deep I was like wow, this is mm, It's crazy how
0: remote that is. It makes it compelling but the the the, the shitty stories the fake footage, the fake footprints, all the fakeness makes me wonder <clears throat> if you 're just dealing with a myth that is kind of cool to talk about because it exists in this very strange environment
1: yeah you know no, just- i i i uh i totally agree with that i i love i do i do uh, since I was a kid i've always been fascinated by th- these different kinds of characters and and who are they and what uh, what do they mean to us yeah and uh, and that's really key i mean i'll be writing a screenplay that has. Nothing to do with Frankenstein, and I'll realize later on. I say, "Oh, I was this was Frankenstein." Oh, uh, yeah. You, you know, what right. I mean, this is someone who, who was rebuilt after being marred and became, you know, and came right, through right. the fire and became this m- monster uh, that is unstoppable. And I'll, after I get finished writing, and I go, "Oh, I just wrote Frankenstein. <laughs> God damn it!" You know, so I'm, I, I, you know, and that, yeah. I'm fascinated by by that.
0: Well, it's, it's also the fact that Native Americans don't really have a lot of fake animals in their folklore. There's not a lot of... But this one is incredibly prevalent. Yeah. And uh, I really think it has to do with Gigantopithecus. And if you follow where Gigantopithecus was, Gigantopithecus was in Asia. And uh, just like all the other animals came across the Bering Strait. Right. But if they did come across the Bering Strait, they would be... Exactly in the area where the sightings are from Alaska all the way down the Pacific Northwest Vancouver Northern uh, BC those are the areas where you have the BC Rockies. Those are the areas you have the most sightings So but those are areas where the bears are, you know, it's the same range as these black bears So I think it's entirely possible that at one point in time There was something like that that made it over here along with um, with human beings and you believe that um, this is uh, m- like um, subconscious sense memory that has gone from generation to generation? I think it's just stories that get passed down and those stories become ingrained in our head and then we go looking for it. And I think it's entirely possible that written language is like, how long, is, how long has spoken language been around for? I want to say, say it's like 40,000 years, but I might be wrong. I think, I think language is like, spoken language is like 40,000 years old, which is not really that long, so, which means spoken language most likely was around somewhere around the time that animal existed. It's like if they didn't know that Gigantopithecus existed at all until the 1920s and the bones that they got from this one area were dated at about 100,000 years old. It's entirely feasible that these animals could have survived another 30, 40, 50, who knows how many thousands of years until it eventually became extinct. So if that's the case, I think people probably experienced them. They probably came in contact with them. Um, And um, there's also, there was a bunch of different bears that existed. Uh, Was it a flathead or a flat face bear? I forget what it's called. Flat-nosed bear, flat-faced bear. But it was a prehistoric bear that existed in the Pleistocene that um, was uh, such a formidable predator, apparently, according to Dan Flores, that he thinks it impeded the progress of people from Asia to North America. There was a huge, like the biggest bear, like as big as a Kodiak grizzly. Wow! So that these enormous bears, flathead bear, short-faced bear, that's it. That's it. Wow. Look at the size of this fucking thing. I mean, this is an absolutely enormous bear that was the apex predator of North America that went extinct. Uh, Find out when it went extinct. Look at the size of it. Look how big they were. I mean, it's a fucking monstrous, monstrous predatory animal. And that this animal was uh, the preeminent uh, predator. You know, wow. Of North America And when, Just, what year
1: was that? Not
0: that long ago I mean while humans were alive For sure Wow <clears throat> Yeah let's um. Find out when it went extinct uh, 11,000 years ago wow. so That ain't shit That's nothing yeah. That ain't shit So that would also be, especially if it, like the black bear and like many grizzlies, walks on two legs. Right. So if that thing was out there walking around on two legs, that would, you know, Native Americans. 11,000 years ago. Yeah. Native Americans have some weird relationships with bears, too. It's one of the few animals that they refuse to hunt. They don't, they don't hunt them. And uh, a lot of the um, First Nation people up in Canada, like I have a buddy of mine who uh, lives up in Canada and he he hunts bears and he trades with First Nation people. They won't hunt bears, but they want bear fat for their medicine and they use it to make pies and a bunch of different things. And you know, like bear lard is like very well, prized, but well, they won't why hunt won't bears they themselves. Hunt it? weird religious stuff like w- weird do they cultural believe stuff they uh, believe God? that it's like an ancestor that's come oh, okay. back All right. they have some some interesting ideas <laughs> but about but their ancestors bears. are delicious yeah well they taste <laughs> good if they eat the right foods if you find a bear that's a coastal bear that's been eating a lot of salmon they're not fun to eat because they eat a lot of rotten fish and they taste uh. terrible apparently uh-huh. but the bears that I've eaten have only been the ones that live in these dense woods and their diet part of the, what part of the country yeah, Alberta that's where you go, bear? Hunting? Yeah, northern Alberta. Um, mostly what they're eating is berries mm-hmm. and, twi- and each other, unfortunately. Really? 100%. That's one of the big things about bears is that, especially the males, which is the ones you go after and kill, they eat cubs. Wow. Yeah, like all of them do. It's like one of the main things they go looking for once they come out of uh, hibernation. Wow,
1: all apologies to my dad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse. <laughs> and there's two theories about I that. I couldn't have another Bobby if I tried. <laughs> I'm so full. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's uh, awful. It happened when um, we were there two years ago. One of our uh, one of the, one of the guys who was a guide there saw we saw two bears fight. I saw it with my own eyes a bear trying to kill this uh, female's cubs and she fought him off and she kept fighting him off and he kept coming in she kept fighting him off. meanwhile her babies were up in trees the babies ran up in trees like we were watching her move around and she was kind of aware of us but we were far enough away from her where and we weren't moving where she didn't think we were a threat but then all of a sudden the baby bears they 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 piped up and they fucking just ran up a tree and we were like, what the fuck's going on? And this big male bear came in. And the two of them just started duking it out. And they were like, it was like a UFC fight 50 yards <laughs> away between these two bears. I mean, they're going to war. It was crazy. Right. It was really fascinating. It was too dark, even for us to shoot the big male bear, because it was just, it was, wasn't enough visibility. It wouldn't right, be right, ethical right. to do. But it was fascinating to watch. Like, she was protecting her babies from predation, from another bear. And
1: she, and she scared it off. Yes, But
0: here's what happened. Um, Not with this bear, but in the same time we were there, one bear came in and one of the guides saw it happen, got a hold of one of the cubs, killed it in front of everybody, was eating it. Then she chased him off and then she finished her own cub. Uh, It's a hard scrabble world up there. Yeah. Living in the woods of Northern Canada. It's no joke. Wow. Yeah. It's no joke. Wow. It's, It's scary shit. And so that's the reality of these animals. And the population up there is insane. There are so many of them. Really? Yeah. When people think, like, they think, oh, you're killing bears. Why would you kill bears? There's not even that many bears. You're going to go to Alberta. There's a lot of fucking bears. There's, they're all over the place. Like it's not uncommon on a day up there to see eighteen bears. Wow, we've seen we've seen more than that on other days. It's crazy. Wow, you always see bears. You always see them when you go hunting for bears. The success rate is very high, and the the population is very high. And also, they encourage it. They want you to kill two large males. That's like well, they they give you a tag to kill two of them right. because they're killing all of these cubs and because or um, fawns rather, they're killing uh, moose uh, calves, elk calves, and and deer fawns. They wipe out more than fifty percent of all the baby moose, baby deer, and baby uh, elk. Um, a moose. Yeah. Do you ever see them? Oh yeah, there's a moose. That is. Oh really? Yeah, that's a juvenile moose. Yeah, that's a yeah. A they're huge. That was huge. That thing was nine hundred pounds. Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. It's funny. Like none of this sets me off, and you know, and I said because I, I mean this is what I grew up with. Right. You know, there was always there was. I remember once my brother, you know, he would uh, clean the deer in the garage, and he had this idea that he was going to take the skin off. Uh, so he, like, made, like he sliced the, you know, he, he was going to peel the skin off of the uh-huh. deer.
0: With a truck? He, his Volkswagen. Okay. Yeah. So he
1: hooked it up, and then it just snapped him.
0: <laughs> you get the deer in half? <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, God. Oh, that's dark. Dark, yeah. Maybe that's why I'm a vegan. Uh, and, you know, yeah. and I'm a, like, you know, tiny little boy, you know. And it's like... <laughs> He's in the garage, you know, uh, dismantling
0: uh, Rudolph with his uh, Volkswagen bug. Um, I had this conversation with these guys from this this documentary, uh, Cowspiracy. And it was all, like, really heavy, and it's really, like— about factory farming, which I think is disgusting, and I think pretty much everybody does. And the, and the ag-gag laws, which are even more disgusting, which are these laws that are in place to keep you from taking video footage yeah. of any uh, har- yeah. atrocities. And then I went home, and I, I turned on that Steve Renella guy's show, and he was showing how to butcher a deer. And one of the ways they did it was they take, like, uh, a rock and they wrap the hide up in this rock and then tie it off and then tie that <laughs> rope on that r- rock to a truck yeah. and then pull it. And it just mm. looks so fucked up, this deer <laughs> hanging by its like haunches, yeah. and then they just strip the skin off of yeah. it like a sheet. And, and like, they're like, whoa. Is it safe? And then Is it safe? And then they're cutting it up and <laughs> slicing it and turning it into roasts and chops and steaks and... Hamburger meat, and like whoa it's just the the cold reality of what meat is and where it comes from, which has escaped us. It is like it it has left the consciousness of most people who eat meat, they don't experience it, they don't see it it's like it's one of the things that's insidious um about a lack of information. Because a lack of information changes the actual context. It changes what a thing is to you. It's one of the things I think is really devious about what the Bush administration did when they passed laws that kept people from taking photographs of coffins. Just coffins. Yeah. They made a law yeah. against press taking the photographs. Returning, yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Because they're not only they they are they're filtering and controlling the narrative so yeah. much that you can't even see an American flag draped coffin. Yeah. It's very dark because then war in your mind. I remember when that happened. Mind. Yeah. Yeah, war in your mind only means war if you lost your friend yeah. or if you lost your husband or if you lost your wife. Then yeah. it becomes war. But if it's just somebody you don't even know, then it allows you to just keep going on about your And it's a number business.
1: and it's, it's, right. it's just a number and it's very, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, what, you know, one of the things that got us out of Vietnam was the, the footage that was on the news every night yes. when you're having dinner and you, you know that 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 was what ended it I mean what do I know sure. but that, but no, that but felt like what ended, ended it. it to me yeah
0: well look it's here we are it's you know. 15 years later we're still in Afghanistan yeah why
1: and there's never any footage never and when I was a you kid search for it when I was a kid that was what was on during the news while we're having dinner and that mm. was what I saw my parents turn, you know, my parents went from cursing hippies and war protesters to, to going to the other side. Wow. You know, so that must've been interesting. Yeah. I mean, I watched it, you know, and so, yeah, the the fact that the, uh, I remember when, 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 when that happened, when we, it was crazy, but, I think the new administration is going to fix everything <laughs> for
0: sure especially if Trump wins. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. If Hillary Clinton wins, she's going to it's going to be all different folks. It's yeah, not going to be business exactly. as usual. It's not going to be just <laughs> politics. It's not going to be about money controlling politics. Mm. It's not yeah, I don't care where she yeah. gets her money from, dude. She's got ethics. She's got morals. Uh, Those bankers, they could pay her hundreds of thousands uh, of dollars. She's gonna tell them off.
1: Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it is, but it is an a, an insane uh, camp. And this is uh, I've never seen anything like this. I'm 53 years old. It's the
0: most insane, right? Barry yeah. must be loving it. You because know what's funny? Ways- it was
1: it's Godfather three because Barry was out you know and <laughs> and they dragged him back in you know it's so crazy that he had to get back in yeah I know
0: he was like up in the woods yeah
1: i, I know isn't it great it's kind
0: of funny so
1: so yeah. we, so we all uh we all uh, uh, get a gift from that
0: well it highlights how ridiculous the system is that uh, this yeah. is all it needs that, you just, the just need two the public, public attention and
1: the in the yeah and the fact that it's not one man one vote and
0: you know well I mean, there's a whole lot of that but there's also like what does our society become our society Become this crazy thing where we pay attention to whatever spectacles on the news. Yeah. Well, that spectacle is now a guy who's running for president yeah. with plastic hair. And yeah. that guy, this yeah. reality star, those, you're fired. Yeah. And you know, those Mexicans are going to build us a wall. <sighs> the wall just got 10 foot higher. Yeah. And now the morons are fucking <laughs> up in arms. They're like, we got yeah. a king. Yeah. We're going to fucking take over. And it's exciting.
1: It's uh and white
0: people are very excited too. It's uh, yeah, let's, white
1: men. Let's make America white again. Yeah, white <laughs> men and
0: mean ladies. It's a lot well, of mean ladies that like Trump. All buttoned down, angry I, faces, thin lips like this. Mm.
1: It's also interesting to, to <clears throat> the, the Republicans trying to knock out him? him, which is crazy too.
0: What can they do? I mean, what do they? What do they have left? I don't no one know. one else is running?
1: Yeah, Mitt didn't work.
0: They have nothing. Nobody's now. ever said, "Quick, give me a Mormon." Did you hear about the guy who, um, who was writing a blogger, who was writing a piece about Ted Cruz's connection, his father's connection to the death of Lee Harvey Oswald? No. That apparently Ted Cruz's father was involved in some way with the death of Lee Harvey Oswald. Not only that, he may have played a part of, in the assassination attempt. With uh, President Kennedy, he might have had a part in the assassination of President Kennedy. Ted Cruz's fucking dad. So Ted, Ted Cruz's has dad really has some sort of story. connection yeah. to some, Jack Ruby? Yes. And wow. has some sort of a connection with the uh, the people that were rebelling against the Batista regime. And, uh, like, uh, a lot of his story, apparently, is bullshit. And, like, people who have looked into it, it's one of the things they were looking into while he was running for president. They're like, his dad, it doesn't, his, the story of his dad, his dad came over on a raft with $100 sewn into his underwear. Like, he had one of those stories. And he made it with good old-fashioned American ingenuity. Mm, Apparently not. Apparently, he was, like, a rebel, you know? And he may have played a part in the death of Lee Harvey Oswald. Wow. Yeah. Well, there was a guy who was writing a story about it, and he wound up dead. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, the guy even wrote, hey, if uh, if I'm not around anymore, you know, this is what happened and this is the story. But people do that kind of shit before they kill themselves. That's that's, that's part of true, the problem because yeah. they, they think there's a real story and one of the things they, – they're all depressed and they think one of the things that I'm going to do, I'm going to make this story happen. I'm going to blow my brains out and they're going to think that – you know, they're going to look into this because they're going to think that I was whacked by the the man like as if anybody – is running around killing people over Lee Harvey Oswald's death today. What's that, Jamie? This is, uh, these are the photos that they found of so, of Ted Cruz's dad. Yeah, this, this this guy in the white shirt here.
1: That's Ted Cruz's dad. This
0: was an unidentified man uh, from the Warren Commission, so they think that that's him. Oh, he looks like a Cuban fella. Yeah, there's a cu- couple pictures of it, but uh, yeah, that's <clears throat> that's the link. Mm. Most likely, I'm going with that. I'm gonna run with it. That's him today. Well, apparently, you, his story doesn't add up. When they um, they check out the, the his history, when he says he got here, well, when he actually was here, there's a lot of uh, funky business. And by the way, I have a fucking very, very shallow knowledge of this story. Of, uh- I leafed over it today. Cruz responds, yes, my dad killed JFK, secret Eli Elvis, and Jimmy Hoffa's buried in his backyard. Ha, 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 Ty Cruz I, um, got sunk by that video that showed the outtakes of him making one of those videos.
1: Those, oh, those, oh, did you see that? No, no, With no. The
0: family and his mom. Oh, fantastic! And everything. Like it was one of them was like his, You know, my mom prays for me oftentimes hours a day, and she went like.
2: Mm. <laughs> 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 and they showed it. They had like the footage of his mom. Like
0: what? If I don't fucking pray for you hours a day, what? Kind, what am I crazy? Jesus Christ. Like wow. he, they made them do t- take after take. There it is. It was like so oh, this fake. Is great. It's so fake. We can't hear it without the headset on. There's his dad. He killed JFK. Try Want to hear it? Here, put the headset on. Earlier this year, the Cruise Campaign posted hours of this footage on YouTube. By law, campaigns can't coordinate with super PACs, so many quietly post raw videos like this on public websites as a way to share material legally but it lets us take a rare peek behind the scenes at the strange world of political ad making.
2: Give me a couple lines from Green Ah, uh. That's too personal, Tick. I don't want to tell that.
0: I do like it. I'll like it in a box, I'll like it in a goat. I'll like it. <laughs> well, I want to
2: tell that
0: and you're the best person to tell that.
2: Well, there's some very personal details that I don't want to go into.
0: I don't like it, I don't like it, I don't like it. I'm Sam, I am, I am, I'm Sam. You don't have to
2: go. Okay. When Ted was three. Look at me.
0: Well, I need the book if you want to give me specific lines, but
2: not a day goes by that my mom is not lifting me up in prayer. That's true. For hours, at a time. <laughs> <laughs> our family has actually like, made a difference and impact in our um, country today. Am I supposed to say like? The same type. My family background <laughs> is that my grandfather was a missionary <laughs> in Africa for about 40 years. I don't know what else to say. I don't know. Just keep talking. Just keep, <laughs> talking. Just keep talking. Look President at the kid. Poor uh, kid. Yeah, my sure fucking crazy dad. Start
0: that again. But the brother thinks too much. I can't get his gig down. He doesn't live there. It seems like everything is staged, even hugs. Hugs. And
1: I'm, I'm proud of you, you, Joey. I love
0: you. Oh, no. Who's that guy? I love you, too. I love you, too.
2: I love you, Mom. Oh! I love
0: you. Oh, fake. I love you. I I killed JFK. (laughs) (laughs) He got it right in his ear. So I heard. This is the same as what we're talking about. Line. Yeah, this is Bigfoot. I love you. Line. This might as well be Bigfoot. Look at this. They're sitting around the dinner table. Just didn't even know a camera's there. Camera just caught us. It's weird. Wow. Let's hold hands in prayer. Dear magic man in the sky who doesn't like gay people, (laughs) let's (laughs) make sure that our food has all been blessed. This is just a casual. you know, we say grace. First, we lay the dolly track out. First of all, why are you pretending this is your fucking kitchen table, bitch? You know, you got some nice house. You got cash. You're not living a simple, humble life, you Look fuck. At
1: that. We were looking at, before you got here, <laughs> something that I forgot about. <laughs> Can we play what?
0: that? What? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I forgot about this. And recently, I was doing a show, and then they, uh, a stand up show, and the guy in the booth played it, Avery, and, um, in my mind, it was lot, lot, it was way more chill. This is Arsenio Hall got canceled, and uh, this is footage of me going on the show. Exactly
0: what I want to know is, do I still have to keep kissing
1: your ass? <laughs> this is after he's canceled? I mean, yeah. It is, it is a, I mean, why, why <coughs> Why make it easier for the next guy? (laughs) Are you really quitting? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, then, come on, let's cut the right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He spray painted on his set. Oh, no. Yeah, it's. What is he, what are you saying? Per- Paramount Paramount sucks. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even remember this. Uh, and now nobody stopped you. So did no. they not? No, know No, they you did were not, not know I
1: was going to do this. Oh, did they
0: know you had a can in your pocket? No,
1: no, no. After this, I would start getting patted down
0: when I did shows. And this is before, but this this, this is, is before the, before tonight, you show. Lit the tonight Show. The on fire. Yeah. She so threw ch- ch- coat. Couch cushions into the Watch audience. Watch this, though. This is. Oh my God! You took a <laughs> monitor and smashed <laughs> it. It's a Jesus three thousand dollar monitor. Did they make you? Char- they charge you for that? No, they
1: were nice. Leno charged me for the chair. He did? Yeah. How much he charge you for the chair? It was like five hundred bucks
0: or something like that. Oh my God, dude! You're going crazy. <laughs> this is so punk rock. <laughs> Look at Arsenio stepping in to try to stop you, but he's laughing while he's doing <laughs> it. Yeah, dead, yeah. Eh?
1: But here's funny one. Oh, when-
0: this is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Flipping over <the> couch. <laughs> Shit. i like how you kept your hat on the entire yeah, time no there you go oh, there you go. sound bald yeah
1: but here's funny is oh yeah we'll get stopped here but they just when they broadcast it, they put this logo up yeah that's yeah, it, it oh, that's yes fun. but so uh when they broadcast it, they put that logo up because the director at the time just had this loving shop push into paramount sucks
0: That was what they had a problem with,
1: but when he wrestled me down, he actually he whispers into my ear as they're going to commercial. He goes, "Thanks, man." So then, yeah, then Leno booked me, uh, like, four days after. You know, oh, that's hilarious. Because and you lit that. his set on fire. Yeah, Because like, you thought, like, was, this what they want. I was just—I was more angry, I think, at, at Jay. But, but yeah, he's like, so, you know, what happened over on at Athenio? And I go, well, what uh, are you angry at Jay for? I, I eat my ego and, I, you know, he—and fear. You know, he suddenly was having me on the show. I was going on the show, and people— it seemed like they liked me and the idea of being accepted on such a mass level was terrifying oh. and i think i resented him because even though he's older than me i've been doing comedy almost the same amount of time and he was always kind of always like doling out advice, vice and it's like well i don't want to have your career you know don't do that you know and it's like yeah it's like i'm i'm a man and i make my decisions i just do a different kind of comedy as you i'm not mm-hmm. criticizing the kind of comedy you know you guys do you know, the, there was all those sweater acts back then, you know, yeah. and, and uh, so I, and, 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 I, and I, I don't regret it, but I do think it was kind of an asshole move to Jay. It was an aggressive move. And I, and I, and I apologized to him later on, years later. I was like, I, I was being nasty.
0: Where but, Jay belongs <coughs> is what he's doing now. I'm sorry. Keep going. No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, I, where, where Jay belongs is what he's doing now, like doing that car show. He's mm-hmm. fucking great at it. He's great on it. It's fun. Well, you remember like, he's him. He's a different on, guy. M-
1: m- well, but he's a funny guy. I mean, yeah. That's on Letterman, the, you mean? Yeah. He would crush. He would crush. Yeah. Would amazing. Crush. yeah. And, and um, I haven't seen The Car Show and stuff. Well, but,
0: a lot of comics felt betrayed because he was this guy who was kind of like the hip, smart voice of like mocking a lot of the stupid shit that we saw in the world. And then all of a sudden he gets this Tonight Show gig and he becomes Mr. Living Room.
1: Yeah. And he was you know, he went from. Yeah, I mean,
0: it looks like I'm peeing fire there. Actually, Um, (laughs) so he's got this show now. I
1: think it's funny. Like in my memory, I was like, it was just a little fire, but that's a pretty good size flame. Could have died. See, (laughs) see, this is because I have lighter fluid. That's what made it arson. Because it was premeditated.
0: Uh, Premeditated. I learned a lot about being in the moment.
1: Well, I mean, if I just set it on fire
0: with a a, a lighter, then yeah, this was. That's why it was arson. (sighs) But anyway, his show that he's doing now, (laughs) it's like something that he actually cares about. And we talked about it. I had him on the podcast. He was like, yeah, I mean, I would have these, you know, he couldn't pick who was on The Tonight Show. So they would put people on like from reality shows and he'd be like, he'd have to say, so are you and her ever going to get married or what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's the nature of that. It's, uh, you know, I think Letterman made a decision after, you know, some days, (laughs) I think I'm paraphrasing, but someone said, who was on the show tonight? And he's like, I don't know. And then he was like, I gotta... I'm, yeah, that was when he decided to yeah. retire. Like, he couldn't remember. I get that. When I used to direct the Kimmel show, I, th- th- someone would say, who was on last night? And I couldn't remember. Yeah. Because it's a grind. It's weird.
0: Yeah, it's a weird gig. When I'm always it fascinated and over and
1: over by now. the ego of the guy. Remember the guy who tried to blackmail Letterman?
0: Yes, yeah. Well, he was fucking the guy's girlfriend, or whatever it was.
1: Letterman had had some sort of relationship, and now this guy has a relationship. My... You know, my take on it was this guy couldn't get past that she used to bang Letterman. Probably. There's probably some of that. And he was going through a bad divorce. So he's like, I got this thing. I'm going to blackmail Letterman and let his current girlfriend, I I think the woman who became his wife, about this. He's going to blow up the whole thing. Mm. And I love that Letterman, what the guy never, ever, ever thought of. What if the guy just does the right thing? Yeah. Letterman just said, hey. You know, this like, happened. It went on TV. Yeah, it was beautiful. And yeah. it didn't become a story like yeah. the way it normally would. And he didn't do that bullshit fake, I did something wrong. He said, This is between my wife and I. Yeah. But someone's blackmailing. I mean, just, you know, because yeah. cause, cause I always, that faux apology is really strange. Like for for nothing, you know, like um, when Hugh Grant apologized, he said, Well, I did a, a bad thing. It's like, well did you and would if you hadn't been arrested, would you have said, Hey, I did a bad thing last night? Right. Uh I didn't get arrested or anything, but you guys should know I picked up a hooker at a- <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You wouldn't it's so it's what are you apologizing right. for? So but Letterman didn't do a faux apology. He just did the right thing and he and the guy's Life came down like a house of cards. And, and I think... was in jail. Yeah. And I think when you're like... A, I think as a young man, you can't get past your partner's history. You know? And this yeah. guy... I just think... I don't know. There's something really poetic. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm fascinated by the story. Because the twist is all David Letterman did was the right thing. And that was shocking to this guy and almost to our society. We couldn't do anything with it. We couldn't exploit it. couldn't sell... People Magazine when well, somebody's
0: just square, he also did it the way he confessed on television he did it like a David Letterman conversation well yeah. um I was having sex with someone who worked with me, yeah, and everybody's like, "What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> I love it that. I- yeah. We
1: spend so much time on all this trying to manage stuff and staying, instead of actually owning something, instead of saying, this is what I did. This is what I did wrong. Um, it's really none of your business.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like when we catch someone lying about something and then they're, they're, they're deceptive, that's when people get like really into something. But when someone comes out and just owns it, yeah. like Charlie Sheen. Like, Charlie Sheen, like, when he went on all these shows and said, yeah, I smoke rocks. That's what you do. You know, I, I, I smoke all this coke, you know, because uh, that's how I roll, baby. Everybody's like, well, I fucking love this guy. But meanwhile, if someone had footage of him smoking crack sure. and out there, you know, banging hookers, people would be like, oh, my God, his career is over. Yeah, and, but, and he would say, I got to yeah. put a spin on this. Yeah, it would. there it would be some... Some sort of recovery. But what's really interesting is the Charlie Sheen thing. We're finding out that the whole s- tailspin that he went through in like 2012 was because he found out he had HIV. Like that's really part of what this all was about, yeah. and that's what the most recent uh, blackmail uh, attempts against him was. Apparently, he's paid millions of dollars to quiet this down, Be- and he had all these sexual partners and didn't tell them, I guess. Or so there's all sorts of other lawsuits and right. all sorts of craziness involved, but. That's what set him off, and what made him say "fuck it." I'm just gonna go out and tell everybody everything, and it was because he had HIV. It's really nuts. It's.
1: Um, I was thinking of someone else's story at the same time. Just then, uh, it's. I don't know. I think. I think uh, we're just so used to this filter that that I, I when someone is just generally honest and saying, um, you know, that that is actually the, the most powerful thing and it takes all the sting out there's no you don't get any there's no gossip right you say yeah I did this
0: I think people are way more concerned with deception than they are they are with folly they're way more just concerned with deception than they are with people fucking up with people making mistakes with
1: well I think it's funny when 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 people will talk I mean not that it was a big deal that I said the Leno show on fire but people now will come up to me and say um, they'll be like or or stories appear that say I was banned from the tonight show. And it's like, No, I wasn't. That you you made that step. I was on a week later. <laughs> you you decided that. Right, right. And that's right. A, and that's a common thing in you know in yeah. bios of me I see people saying that
0: I was banned, banned from, for that night. Show. I mean you I were banned, on a week later. I was later. banned
1: I was banned for a whole 7 days.
0: You lit it on fire and then a week then later they had you me came back, back and would you say, "Hey man, I'm really No, we did a, really a, a bit, you know. Of you lighting it on fire.
1: No, again. no, he had me back on the show and um he had me buried in dirt up to my neck. You know? <laughs> it was funny, you know. <laughs> I, so uh it's like no, that didn't happen. Right. Just you made the next step,
0: you know. Yeah, it's a common thing. I think we can connect that to Bigfoot. People, <laughs> they just make shit up, right?
1: All right. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Say, say, I not want no- you to say anything, uh, man. Yeah. I don't want you to say right.
0: anything. Look, look. Like I said, I would hmm. lose sleep for days if Bigfoot turned out to be true. I'd be so happy. But I'll say this. Then, then, then that's good. Look, if someone hit one with a car. Mm. and it died, and they had definitive proof that there is a real gigantopithecus, and you see some fucking, you know, land cruiser that's smashed by some gigantic ape that just wandered out of the forest. Holy shit, I'd be happy. I'd a be de- so happy. A
1: despondent one.
0: Yeah. Well, not even if it was... No, no. It just jumped <laughs> in front of a truck. He's like, nah, he's going through a bad boom. breakup. <laughs> 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 you made Jamie laugh out loud. <laughs> but I think that... I mean, I think I could... I could honestly say it would be one of the happiest moments of my life if they found a Bigfoot, if they captured a Bigfoot. I mean, if we were watching on television and we were seeing like some footage from some containment area where they had these giant steel bars like Kong, and they had this huge... <laughs> Ten foot tall wandering gorilla thing. I like, the, I like your
1: I like your Harry and the Hendersons uh, uh, one better. I, Which one was that? I, it just gets hit by a car. I, Is that I, what happened
0: in Harry and the Hendersons? Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah.
1: But yeah. I much would rather have that than
0: than this animal sadly captured. Well, one of my favorite hoax stories is uh, a guy in Montana put a ghillie suit on oh, yeah. and uh, tried to fake that he was Bigfoot. All right, and one Pete. teenager <laughs> ran him over one way, and another teenager ran him over the other way. So and, he got hit on one side, blam, on one side of the road, and then another teenager the other way ran him over, And which then, is hilarious. you know, it's like, well, he died doing what he loved.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that funeral had to be, like, the, you know... Yeah. The the Chuckles, the clown, the, the Mary Tyler Moore. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah, he, he was dressed up trying to fake out on people. On meth, wearing a ghillie suit, making, thinking, hanging he, on the side of the hey road. I'm
0: Bigfoot.
1: Ah, this is going to be funny.
0: Blam. <laughs> the girl ran him over. She saw Bigfoot. She just turned the wheel <laughs> towards him.
1: <laughs> I'm going to be rich. Bam. I think, uh, wow. well... Well, when we find Bigfoot. When? When. So much confidence. Yeah. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be back that. on.
0: You know, they, they're talking about using drones, sending drones mm. over the skies. To and, well, to,
1: you know that. The canopy wouldn't...
0: Yeah, you, you wouldn't be able to see shit. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. That's the only... Re- the most compelling thing about it is that you just... The, the territory's so dense. It's so huge. But and there's nothing, man. <laughs> they don't even have a hair. Not a single piece of evidence. Nothing. Did you I just ever can't see imagine. the. Uh, do
1: you know about Jimmy Stewart's wife? Jimmy Stewart, the comedian? Jimmy Stewart, the, the actor. Famous
0: yeah. actor, comic actor? His,
1: his wife uh, smuggled a Yeti finger out of the. in her underpants. What? <laughs> out of the Himalayas. She
0: put it in her pussy? Is that what you're
1: No, saying? no. She put it in her underpants. Why would she her, put it in her underpants. Only oh, in the back. No, it's in no. She wasn't wearing these was pants. The oh, it was in uh, her. It, it was like her luggage, and she had like. Uh, <sighs> I was and was so confused. And she smuggled, I was like, imagine what she
0: smelled like she after she got home. She sm- That's her. Well, the, a piece that? of this finger. Come on, what, and what is she, that? And she smuggled it. Uh, Yeti researcher Peter Byrne learned of the Yeti yeah. hand See? and scalp on display at a remote Buddhist monastery. Yeah, but when they none do test- other than
1: Hollywood actor Jimmy Stewart. Uh, yeah, his wife smuggled it. No, mm. and then and then recently there's been a DNA uh, study, and it, it's not a Yeti. It was, it, what is it? It's a Buddhist monk's hand. Is that yeah, what it is? it is? It's a dude. So, yeah. But um, I'm more fascinated about Jimmy Stewart's wife smuggling crazy what bitch. she thought was a Yeti. Yeah. And Jimmy Stewart was part of it.
0: Well, how big was the fucking thing. Was Lauren Coleman you know involved how, in this? I you think know how, how goddamn big a Yeti's hands would be? Yeah. Jesus Christ! Well, this uh, this monk he had uh, big hands. Well, that was another thing about the yeti. <laughs> Huge guy. Hold <laughs> on, look at this, Jamie. Google this. There was a um, they found one of the one of the reasons why people saw a yeti is that there was a bear in the Himalayas that was thought to be long extinct, and it turns out that it may not be, and it was a, a different kind of Eurasian bear. Some large bear. Is it is it, uh, is it a white bear? I mean, is it like a polar bear? I don't it, know. I don't know. But you know, look when you're looking at things in I the found, snow. This was and, fascinating to me once. I was I was. See if you can find that. Though.
1: I was in the woods with these guys, and there's we're looking at trail cam footage, and there's a uh, this. It almost looks like a weasel. It's called a merit. and it was it, it's supposed to be extinct, and so this guy's showing me this footage. And, uh, he shows, well, yeah, this is a merit, you know, it's, it's, there hasn't been one in 50 years and this and that. And he goes, but take a look at the snow. Like he, <laughs> he buries the lead and he goes, this looks like a footprint. You know, he, <laughs> he clicks past it. It's like, clicks dude, you found, it. he, he showed me all this footage. So he found an a shows extinct this, animal. Goes, yeah, this must be extinct. Yeah. It's a merit. It gives, and then he click, click, click. Take a look at this. You know, we're looking at a footprint in snow. And not concentrating on the fact that he found an extinct animal. Swear yeah. to God. I was like, this, you're burying the lead. You found an animal that was supposed to be dead. Yeah. But we're looking at white might be Bigfoot Duke.
0: But did he absolutely positively identify that as a merit, though? Yeah. Wow. So th- this was like huge news then. It, he, he, he didn't seem to give a rat's ass. So did he report it? Yeah. He did. So now they know this animal isn't extinct. Exactly. Well, there's been some cases of that. But before. you know what I mean?
1: Oh, that happens a lot. But yeah. I, I mean, my point is, is this is the thing. As much as I love the Bigfoot community, I don't know if you've ever gone and tried to get them to talk about anything else. They don't talk about
0: anything else. They can't. No. It's
1: all of a sudden. It's like it's like yeah. it's really weird. Like if you bring up something, say, hey, did you guys see the new, <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> Avengers movie? Well, it's so compelling to it's them because this is this thing that they've been searching with no reward. There's no reward, and they keep looking, and it never happens. Well, there's the women, the the Bigfoot community women. Yeah,
1: they you know
0: they just they're like <laughs> no, there's, groupies. There's, no, there's, in the Bigfoot community, <laughs> I told yeah.
1: the women that went with me. I said, really, you know, <laughs> just don't, no necklines. You guys aren't going to get out of there alive. You got to burk it up. Yeah, I really did. I said, I said, you haven't gone in one of these before. I don't want to see anyone's figures. Um, yeah.
0: What was, is the most compelling thing to you? Is is eyewitness evidence? Yeah. Or is there? I love nothing. that.
1: I love that. Even if someone's lying to me, if, if if that's the case, I I don't the listening to someone telling me a story that that uh,
0: they believe is true. Mm. I don't think it's someone lying to me. It's my favorite part of finding Bigfoot. When they go to some town community, uh, some community in some small town, and they start talking to them in in the community center and asking them, how many of you here have had a Bigfoot encounter? And they know the camera's there, so they're all like... They all raise their hand. When we were doing this thing, I was doing this thing for CBS. It's called Game Show in my head, and what it was is it was a game show. We would put this little earpiece in people, and the game show is we would send them out into a pre- we, we created this scenario. They didn't know what it was going to be until they got out there. So they'd be standing there, and then I'd say, all right, here's the deal. You are a news reporter, and you have been sent here to do a report on someone who has seen a UFO. The problem is that person took off. So you need to find a person on the street that will admit that they saw a UFO and they have to tell you that they were taken aboard that UFO and probed. If you can get someone to do that on camera, you'll win. And you make the money. Because it was like a series of tasks they had to do. They all did it. Yeah. Everybody they asked did it. They all fucking did it. And I was watching these people. And that was the first straw in what broke the camel's back to me that a lot of these stories are bullshit. Because I was watching these people come up with these fucking stories on the fly. They weren't actors. They weren't alerted of it in advance where they prepared a story. They just, hey, um, I'm in a bind. I'm a reporter. We were sent down here. And these people just ran with it.
1: Years ago, Tom Kenny did that for... uh, He would uh, ask people... (laughs) He was doing the same thing, saying that there's this new movie coming out starring Danny DeVito. (laughs) And And he would just keep piling on. And they go, oh, Danny is so... Funny. It's like, no, it's, it's – it's, it's, his mother dies. It's so sad seeing Danny defeated. It's oh, they so, just change yeah. it? Oh, they would, yeah. They would, yeah, oh, And it's,
0: it's – uh, yeah. If people find out that they're going to be interviewed and they find out that they're on camera, they will do all kinds of crazy things to comply with whatever the narrative is. It's real weird, man. And so when you're interviewing people and ask them about UFOs or ask them about Bigfoot – just the camera and the fel- the fact that you're filming alone, it changes the reality of whatever their story would or wouldn't be. It it changes. It gets adjusted. It 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 becomes a giant factor in whatever the story is. The fact that there's a camera on them.
1: Well, I I, I believe on the other side of things, doing like um after doing Call Me Lucky, I learned a lot about, uh, and you probably know this <laughs> obviously already. Most people want to tell you their story. And most people, do you know what I mean? If, if You don't even have to do too much. You don't have to make someone uncomfortable. You don't have to even be probing too much. Most people do want to be heard. Most people will tell you really personal things. I'm not talking about Barry, but I'm talking about the other folks that supported the movie. right? Um, uh, and I learned when I was doing that doc that the key was that I had to shut up and I had to listen. Which, as a nightclub comedian, was really hard. <laughs> <sighs> How about that? We should. I got to wrap up. I was up all okay. morning. But let me just bring up this topic. You're okay. on the road a lot. Yeah. When guys come in the and women, they come in the, the green room and they you know you're in their club, you're in their hometown, and there's a whole bunch of local guys and they're nice and stuff. But when they start talking about stand up, does it bore you to tears? Or
0: are you engaged in it? Um, it really depends it, like who 's coming in the green room, other comics yeah, yeah Look, they they want to come up and they want
1: to start talking to me about comedy and talking smack about other comics and i 'm like mm. i'm like, if you have any idea how much i 'm checked out right now,
0: well for me. The real problem is like green rooms before a show. Yeah. I'm trying to get my head together. Yeah. I'm not really in talking to anybody. I'm into going over my notes. Yeah. figuring out. I want to do a good show. show. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone comes in and they get in the way, like that's my. Well, pre- you actually say, hey, time. man, step out. I don't usually have very many people come to visit. Really? Me. I, yeah. I
1: I'm always hosting this thing. I don't know what it is. Hmm. And I'm always just like, I, I'll t- I will talk about anything other than that. and and I, And I shouldn't admit this. Publicly, but 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 when people come up to me and they bring up Police Academy, <laughs> swear to God, often, often I'm 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 thinking of committing harikari while they're talking to me, and I'm not even kidding you. Like I I say, oh that's great. How old were you when you saw it? And I'm just thinking that I'm, I know I really, and I'm pulling my entrails out under their shoes. <laughs> that's the thought that carries yeah. you through the conversation. Yeah, it makes me laugh. Like I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking, oh that's great. I'm glad you. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. I'm just thinking that I'm pulling my uh, small intestine all over their feet.
0: Yeah, there's, you just got to eat well, it. Well,
1: we all do. We I all was, have that. Yeah. yeah, for me,
0: it's Fear Factor. Fear people Factor. People start talking about Fear Factor.
1: And you're, you're polite?
0: Yeah. Oh, cool, man. Thanks. I'm glad you like the show. But then after a while, you like... Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of people, it's like when they were kids. They were like in high school and they yeah. were like Fear Factor. For me, no. they
1: tell me how tall they were. I was this big. <laughs> why Why? Why would I give a
0: fuck about how tall you were when you watch Police Academy? Why? Why? What? What? Do you like talking to comics, um, like peers, about stand up? Like if you run into someone that's like,
1: no, I, I just you find just don't like it. Talking it's, about? it's like,
0: yeah, it's like, it's like talking about fucking. It's like you. Do you, know? you don't like talking about like the creative process or writing or roadblocks or motivation or anything like that. No, you just I just don't like, like talking about. It. It's just. It's just. It's this thing, and
1: it's, it's, I, don't, I don't feel like gossiping about it. I like telling stories. I love, I love hearing funny stories back and forth. That's great. A lot of laughs. But dissecting comedy for some reason is, 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 is just it's, it's so uninteresting to
0: me. That's Well, you know, it's understandable. I mean, would you start in like 81 or something like that? Yeah, what? I mean,
1: I started when I was 15 and 16. I got on Letterman when I was 20.
0: How old was, I mean, uh, what year was that? Uh, it was probably like 82. Yeah, think about that, man. Yeah. That is a long fucking time. Yeah. you know. I mean, it only makes sense that you would be bored with it. But, yeah. But you still enjoy doing it. I do. See, so... But it's just, I, just I, I
1: started to about. like it when I jettisoned the persona. I even right. remember that. Like, I thought I hated... I thought I hated the Wacky Morning Shows and, you know, Taint and Teabag in the Morning. And I thought I hated, uh, you know... All that stuff, and the clubs, and this and that. And I was yeah. just like, oh, I hate this character. I, I remember the day it happened. Like It was like an epiphany. I was at Zaney's in Nashville. Love that place. And I was like, I, and I knew that I couldn't do it. I had to go on as me. And I made that decision.
0: And so you went and on stage. And people were
1: yelling, you know, do the voice.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah.
1: Wow. And it was, uh, it, it changed. Everything shifted after that. And what I this. Uh probably like 10 years ago, maybe maybe longer. Yeah, yeah, I would say it's probably, yeah, around 10 years ago. And, the, and it changed for me. And then yeah. I liked it again.
0: That's cool. Well, you, there's some guys that just get trapped in a persona. We were just talking about Emo Phillips the other night. Because yeah. Emo Phillips is apparently back to his persona. He let it go for a long time, and he just started just being a guy on stage talking about shit. Apparently the... the People weren't into that, <laughs> and so he's like, "All right, give the people what they want." That's the story I tell. This about, is, by the about, way, about, I should about, just clarify: this is just what I've heard. I haven't seen him, but this is like,
1: um, you know, Robin was uh, Williams was my best pal, and, and uh, he got me a job on on a, a Snickers commercial, and I needed bread, and he was so nice. He's like, "Oh, you know, you know, so I want you to use my friend, you know, Bobcat. You know, he's got to be in it, you know." And they're like, and they're like, and, you know, he actually put their feet on the fire and they had to hire me and then he goes he's like don't take the first money just wait you know tell him no so I tell him no and then they came back with more money you know I mean he was great right Right. so then he calls me up and he goes you know they're gonna want you to do the voice are you okay doing the voice <laughs> and I go for the amount of money Snickers is paying I will fuck a Snickers bar on camera <laughs> by the way I should say it's a really good candy bar <clears throat> uh, <laughs>
0: It's my all-time favorite.
1: Yeah, you know, I I said I was gonna go, but there's something I will will address a little bit and talk about. You know, Robin had um his his coronary report came out um and he had Lewy body dementia, and that is a it's a form of dementia that is, is very rarely ever discovered when someone's alive. It's usually discovered in their their uh, autopsy. So he had this form of dementia. I I witnessed it. It was missed. Uh, diagnosed as Parkinson's. Oh. And I I witnessed this. I witnessed his processing reality completely different than the way everybody else does. What causes it? It's, um, I'm not sure if it's a gene or what, but I mean, it, it, his sadly, his brain was riddled with this. And so when I think about that, I think about how strong he was. You know, you would have like some days you'd have a lot of days where he was doing kind of OCD stuff and, and 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 processing things incorrectly but then you'd have a day where he was back so you'd go oh well maybe it's
0: just had a bad day or, or
1: no maybe it's the parkinson's drugs oh. and they've got to get those dialed in you know he had he was going to doctors right. he was in therapy he was doing and it just the only reason i talk about that is is his brain was giving him misinformation complete misinformation and i don't if some and people die from depression and uh and my heart goes out to them but that's not what killed him he 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 really was getting misinformation from his own brain and was suffering from this disease so i just put that out there because i folks know that we we're friends and they'll they'll ask me about it and 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 i would like a spotlight put on the disease that actually in my mind was what was responsible for his demise (sighs) because you know a lot of people say did he ever talk about suicide i go what comics we talked about suicide for 33 years (laughs) you know sometimes we talk about other shit you know it's like (laughs) hey congratulations on the oscar (laughs) oh thank you how would you do it i don't i think a car i think a car (laughs) you know but i just say that because he fought you know that's what we do i don't know about you but a comic that's what we do we fight depression things don't add up It doesn't, this world doesn't seem right. And we go out and we spew about it and I feel better Mm -hmm. (laughs) on a selfish level. I don't really give a rat's ass on the (laughs) crowd. You know, I, I vent and I feel better Mm -hmm. and, and, and he fought it. And that wasn't, it wasn't depression. It wasn't career. It wasn't. You know, he had been sober most of his adult life. You know, so so it's I mean, very
0: disturbing to me that a lot of people were trying to attribute <clears throat> all sorts of reasons for why yeah. he did it. And yeah. even there was a lot of like um well, that's men's rights groups that were attributing it to uh his divorce settlements. Oh brother. Yeah, there was a whole thing well, that's ridiculous. where this guy was uh doing this video well, where and I, I even talked to him about it. But it's, was, it's 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 yeah. it's
1: it's he he had uh yeah. A disease. He had a disease that caused dementia, that I witnessed. I didn't have anybody I talked to more. You know, I talked to him in text and every day. I didn't have a buddy that I talked to more. So, trust me, it 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 wasn't a divorce. Right. It wasn't. Did. It, didn't it wasn't sense. his family. It well, wasn't. It we was, have the
0: same agent. So like when this guy was saying this, yeah. one of the reasons why it pissed me off because this guy was saying that you know he's in financial ruins. I'm like no, he wasn't. No, he was wealthy. Yeah, yeah. And also it's
1: it's uh it's yeah. I mean no one wants to uh, because as human beings we're trying to make sense of 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 one, why why that happened and why that happened. In my opinion, which is right. <laughs> Was his brain was well? Getting, who would know more than you? Was yeah. his brain was getting uh, misinformation, and he was processing reality completely wrong. I mean, I w- I won't go into details, but I did witness him thinking things that weren't real were happening. Mm. And to me, in the middle of the night, and that's the other thing. Like people say, oh, he wasn't in the same bedroom as his wife. It's like, yeah, because he was having seizures, and he didn't like to wake her up. Oh God! It's not a question of somebody not getting along. I I didn't mean to get <clears throat> so personal. No, I don't no, mean and I don't mean to talk about about his his uh that's okay. His home life because you know, Susan's a, a wonderful gal and 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 it's just sad, you know. Yeah.
0: No, it's awful. That's the, the one of the scariest things is um talking to someone who's whether it's a loved one, a father, mother that's yeah. losing their grip.
1: And I think people are just they were courteous to a point but I don't think they they take his his kids into consideration and, and friends and people worked with him for all these years and I guess I can't expect them to you know I mean I'm right. sure I've taken shots at people when they pass away but it's just it's, it's like people would come up and they go did you hear what did you hear what Rush Limbaugh said and I'd be like I don't care what Rush yeah. Limbaugh says I'm dealing with people who dealt with them on a daily basis. Let me
0: ask you this, what is it what is this impulse that people have to denigrate people right after they die? It's almost like everyone else is everyone else is talking about them. Like I saw a lot of that with Prince when it was revealed that Prince was suffering through uh, opiate, opiate addiction. addiction. Yeah. And I was like, there was like, even Gene Simmons said some crazy shit and he had to apologize. And I'd seen some other people say it too. But what, it's almost like it's a crunch, a contrarian thing. Like everyone else is saying, well, oh my get, God, we lost his genius.
1: Well, you get heat from it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure in Gene Simmons is. You know, I'm sure there's a jealousy thing. But you say I look, I used to say outrageous things about people and, and this bomb would go off and I would get yeah. a, I would get some heat and I would get some buzz, you know. Right. Um and I stopped doing that. I made a decision. I uh, you know, realizing that these weren't just uh harmless things I was saying.
0: Right, right, right. You just yeah. I think yeah.
1: you know, it was
0: yeah. 'Cause there's a lot of that when Kirk Cobain died too, right? Yeah.
1: But, you know, and that's the—I wasn't besties with Kurt, but I did know him. I toured with Nirvana. Yeah. Kurt liked my stand-up and asked me to go on the road with them. I did a bunch of dates. Yeah, we but, talked about it. But I—I but I, I mean, it wasn't like the situation with Robin, but but I did have times in my life where I spent hours with Kurt with no one else, sitting mm-hmm. around talking and laughing, you know. Um I don't know why we want to do that. I think I think I think uh, we
0: try to make sense of it. I
1: think we try to make sense of it. I think I think that's where a lot of conspiracies come from. I think when when someone who's in our mind reached the American dream and then they die or yeah. look or or take their life or overdose. We have to say, well they had it all. And that's what we believe is the ultimate fulfillment and happiness. You know, the, the, America is the like People's Republic a Spring Break. You know, where no one's pursuing fulfillment; everyone's pursuing happiness. You know, there's two different things. I'm really fulfilled. Am I happy? Am I laughing all day? Am I no? But you're
0: happy sometimes.
1: I'm happy a lot of the time. Yeah, well, I, I've like never been and I happier. Talk,
0: you like, if I didn't know that you're this nuanced guy that's very thoughtful and you have a lot of opinions and you're always considering all sorts of... If I just took like if I tried to form a view of you based on you and I talking, we're always laughing. Yeah. I would say Bobcat's so jolly. Every oh, time I talk and, to him, but it's, it's like true. laughs and hugs and
1: But it is true and it's and it's uh uh cuz we never see each other before noon, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's a it's a it's a daily reprieve. It's a daily decision. You know, I get up, the squirrels are up before I do, and I and I beat them down, and then it turns. And when I'm directing on a set, I'm like, I can react in fear, or I can just sit here for a second or two, and it always usually works out. Very mm. rarely do I have to say, no, man, this is, you just sit there. I think so much of show business everything's based on fear and people thinking someone's going to say, you screwed up, or you didn't do it right, or you didn't get extra takes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But man, my job is really not to to freak out. Mm. I'm really happy right now.
0: Well, that's beautiful, man. I think you're doing some awesome work. Thanks. I really do. I, I often do. tell
1: people to, to, to quit, you know, because that's, again, that's very un-American. You know, never quit, never give up. It's like quit, 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 quit. And then until you end up someplace where you don't want to leave. Right. Um, and that's what I've done.
0: Quit everything that doesn't feel right.
1: That doesn't, you know, when, when I made the decision not to go on auditions, it was scary, and it became the best thing that ever happened to me. All of a sudden, I'm freed up, and I'm writing screenplays, and I'm doing, you know. It's like, what am I trying to get on, you know, Who's Your Daddy, or whatever the fuck, you <laughs> know what I mean? Or, <laughs> a bird in the hand, or whatever the fuck. You know, what am I doing? What am I doing? Right. You know?
0: Yeah. But you find your voice, you know. I mean, it's interesting now to to see the stuff you're doing. And the you know? the funny
1: thing to me is like someone in an interview said, because I make about a movie every year, every year and a half, and they're like, so so what is the, you know, what is, who's the, who are you competing with? What other filmmaker are you competing with? I'm Ugh. like I'm like I'm competing with the Grim Fucking Reaper. I just figured this out like <laughs> ten years ago. What I want to do, you know, that's 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 what motivates me. I got how old are you now. I'm 53. I'll be 54 soon.
0: And so, like when you run around, you hit 40. You're like, "Yay! This fucking thing's ticking."
1: Oh man, you know. And I, I write a lot, and I write screenplays that'll never get made, but I just write them to get them out of me. You know. And well, listen,
0: man. That's what that's what it's about. Really, it's about. Whatever it is that you're compelled to do, that you can do, that you're talented at, and then pursuing that, and just fuck all the rest of it, yeah. you know? And I see it and in And people you.
1: hear us say this, and they think that, well, it's easy for you guys. You know, you, you had this other career right. and all this stuff. It's like, no, nah, not really. I mean, I come with baggage. Do you think the first movie I sent to Sundance, people didn't go, you know what I mean? Right. Hey, hey Zed from Police Academy made a movie. Let's yeah. watch this, you know what I mean? So so it's it, it, sure we have a lot of, of foot... You know, we have a lot of things are easier on in some ways, but then there's baggage.
0: Yeah. Know? Well, there's just I guess that's with anybody that's been in the public eye for a long period of time, especially, again, a guy like you. That's a nuanced guy. There's a lot going on. There's there's uh, there's happy stuff and there's anger and there's silly shit. And there's mockery. And then there's like really important points that you want to make, you know, and then there's mistakes. And yeah. there's impulses, and we've all had yeah. those. Yeah,
1: but that's that's the best part. Yeah, I don't know if I t- was on a set and, and and I felt people weren't having an enjoyable time. It would not that it needs to be a party, but if felt you know if people felt compromised, it would really bother me.
0: Oh, for sure. Like if you were having an actor do a part that they just really didn't yeah. believe in and thought the, and, the piece was and bad. if the
1: process got it was was unpleasant, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, my sets are usually pretty ridiculous, you know. I'm the one that's probably internalizing, but it's very, you know. I can't explain it like um, like when I was on Kimmel, you know. I remember once I I spent $8,000 and I bought 10 tons of snow and put it in the parking lot for Christmas, you know. <laughs> and Jimmy looks out the window and goes, what is that? What is that? Is that does Disney have a—I go, no, I bought snow for everybody. It's like you go out playing stuff. Oh my God, we made we made, we went sledding. We made ramps. We had the hugest snowball fight. You know, life's short. Or then I remember once everybody wanted to kill each other. So I rented one of those giant balloon bounces, and every, you know everybody just bounced around, and it was nobody. There was no pressure on the
0: set anymore. You know. Do you did you like doing that show, or was it just too I really monotonous? I really
1: I really liked it a lot, and then then I actually loved it and then when i started to realize i was uh honestly i'll be really honest right now when i started to feel like i was starting to phone it in i was like going this is not fair to my friend right
0: who i love you know I love
1: yeah.
0: we did a lot of directing right you did uh, well i ran into you in new york when you were doing the Chappelle show worked on Chappelle. the very first episode
1: <laughs> yeah well i worked at the beginning Dave Chappelle's not crazy. That's the other thing that drives me nuts. You know, because he walked away, but I saw those people micromanage him and drive him nuts. They were so
0: rude. No, Dave's not crazy. He's a friend of mine. I love Dave. He's a very, very brilliant guy. Yeah. Very smart and aware and has the the cojones to do what you said to quit, to walk away from 50 million bucks.
1: I'm uncomfortable saying this story, but I don't know. He's just trying to use because I know the semantics of the language i'll just say what happened people can make whatever but i was i was directing that show and white commie central executives came down and asked me they said can you tell dave not to say nigger so much and i said dave the white commie central executives in front of him would like you not to say nigger so much and Dave goes, Bobcat, pshaw, <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? It was really <gasps> weird and awkward, and then mm. they left. Like I intentionally thought, well, this will be embarrassing for them.
0: This is exactly what you told me. Oh, good.
1: Because, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever come forward with that story. But, yeah, I'm uh, I'm witness to that
0: insanity. Well, as the show became more and more successful, apparently what had happened was... Advertisers were skittish about being involved, even though... The, even though it was gangbusters yeah, ratings. They still were like, he keeps saying the N-word. <laughs> and um, Toyota doesn't really want to be yeah. involved with the yeah. N-word. We don't know what to do. Oh, and so, um, you know, they took, in my opinion, the greatest sketch comedy show of all time. I don't think there's anything that comes close. I think it was two years. It's so one of my greatest accomplishments as an actor, because I don't really like much of what I did except for news radio... But one of the greatest accomplishments, me, is like, I feel like I was on the greatest show of all time. I did a couple sketches on the greatest show of all time. I really think that show was the all time most innovative and hilarious sketch comedy show ever. From the haters' ball, like the haters' convention, yeah, yeah, yeah. to the um, w- black, blind, uh, uh, race, white supremacist. supremacist yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah, know yeah. it. To, I mean, you could go down the list to Rick James, the Racial and, Draft. Racial Draft. Yeah, I mean, he had so many. Yeah. Killer, killer, killer bits. There were well, just it hey, was so original. He's brilliant. He's well, that's a, one of the most offensive things about what's going on now. Like, there's so much rehashed and regenerated, and just uh, they just take like a script, uh, take a sketch from Mad TV, and they sort of rework it and spit it out today on some new show, and it's fucking gross. I mean, that's what you're seeing. I mean, what. Amy Schumer is getting accused of. You know, what you're seeing over and over again and they keep showing these sketches. Well, here was a sketch that was on Mad T V, here was a sketch that was on this, here was a sketch that. Was on... You never saw that with Chappelle. With Chappelle, all those sketches were unique and unusual.
1: Yeah, and it was also kind of uh the funny thing was also, uh in the editing process uh following the ball, like like we would discover stuff that was just funny in the and you know, I can't explain it. It's like we're cutting this uh, Machabisi commercial, and the woman, and <laughs> her, her breast came out during the the filming, and not in this per the script. <laughs> I, I go, Dave, did you see that? And you just see Dave's eyes go right down. The, <laughs> so, so he busted himself on the. He actually during the wraparound showed what he'd done. That's. Hilarious. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful because he was busted himself. Yeah, I. uh, yeah, it was really weird for him to be uh, – it just drives me nuts when people act like he's crazy. Cause, oh, yeah. Because uh, I think he's super sane and uh, brilliant and really nice. Well, whenever
0: guy. a black guy goes to Africa, you go, oh, he's fucking lost it. Right, right. What is he doing? He went to Africa to try to find peace? Jesus Christ. <laughs> they offered him 50 million bucks and he went to Africa. He lost yeah. his mind. He lost yeah. his fucking mind. Yeah. That's,
1: yeah. that's the thing that uh, – that people, uh, yeah. When you, when you, again, what I was saying, you know, fulfillment versus, uh, you know, this idea of just having a twenty-four hour orgasm, and you know, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. We we don't pursue being fulfilled, which is the whole jam, you
0: right? Know? Well, it's a tricky little dance because because we have to pay bills and yeah. we have to
1: raise our kids and we have to be responsible. But but you know this, every time you take that leap, every time you go, well, this is really scary, every time it pays off. Yeah. I've never taken the leap. I've taken leaps where I did what I thought people wanted or I thought might work or might be successful. That always works terribly. But I've just said, I've got to tell this story because this is the story that I'm interested in right now. Right. That's always paid off. Absolutely. How's it paid off? Is it, am, I, am I rich? Am I this and that? No, but you know. Be, Fulfilled. So I, I sit there and I connect with a small group of people, and that that's pretty amazing.
0: Beautiful. That's yeah. it. The end. Good night, everybody. Bobcat Goldwyn, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up. Give it up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, brother. Thank you. It was a lot of fun, man. Thanks. I'm glad we did it. That was great. And we, we ended with the headphones on. Notice yeah, that? We didn't even did. notice. We didn't not even notice we had it. We kept them on. <laughs> Oh, uh, is this thing still recording? Gary Johnson, tomorrow, presidential candidate. Gary Johnson, 9 a.m. See you, fucks. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into the podcast. Appreciate the fuck out of you, and appreciate the fuck out of the sponsors. Squarespace. Uh, If you need a website, look no further. Make your own. Go to Squarespace. You can do it. It is the shit. Squarespace.com forward slash Joe. Start your free trial today. Thank you also to me undies, my all-time favorite underwear. They are fucking fantastic. I'm a big fan. I'm wearing them now. I wear them every day. I literally wear me undies every day. I haven't worn anything other than me undies in weeks. Um, my, my daughter got me a pair of Superman underwear that I occasionally wear, not me undies. Go to meundies.com forward slash Rogan and get 20% off your first order. That's meundies.com forward slash Rogan. And thank you to Onnit.com, go to O-N-N-I-T, use the code word ROGAN, save 10% off any and all supplements. This podcast and all podcasts that I do are fueled by Caveman Coffee. Go to CavemanCoffeeCO.com and enjoy single source, single family, single farm, single origin coffee uh, from an amazing group of people one of my best friends on the planet earth tate fletcher and his good friends keith jardine and Lacey mackie have put together an awesome company um ethically sourced delicious fantastic coffee that again comes from one fucking place and we know exactly where it comes from columbia it's delicious we drink it all the time and we're gonna have to drink it tomorrow because young jamie and i'll be back here in eight hours for uh presidential candidate gary johnson we're burning the midnight oil ladies and gentlemen Uh, Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate the fuck out of you people. And um, I I can't say that enough. I say it all the time. I mean it every time. So see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Much love. Big kiss.